two, one. Hey, Eric, how's it going, man? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was waiting. I, I gave you a window there. I know. <laughs> I was just like letting everything kind of get set up, man. Um, but yeah. So, uh, hey, Luke, how are you? I'm good. How's that? I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Totally blew it. How, how, you know, how's, uh, how are you doing? You can- man, good, man. Uh, it's been, uh, and like we talked about it just a little bit before um, going online right here, but. Uh, you're busy. Yeah, but it's been a boring week. No, I don't want to say boring, but I mean... It's been know. an uneventful week between um, shows. Yeah, you know. or between yeah between our shows. Um, we had Yosuke on last week. Yeah. But I guess first, let's get it out of the way because we're going to forget. Yes. Who do we need to thank? Because this is two episodes of forgetting to thank somebody. <laughs> <laughs> we need to thank Evan Archer for the box of snacks that he donated to the show. Um, he's... Actually, a friend of mine whom I met many years ago, um, and I'm not sure where he lives now, but um, he's been tuning into the podcast, and he sent us a big box of snacks and um, from, a, I guess it's a place that he might work for, and the box was completely consumed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, there is, uh, it was fucking fudge, man. It was all like yeah, yummy, fudge yummy and snacks. sweets and like yeah. chocolate covered, like pretzel with caramel. And Dude, there's like cookie something brownie and it was just high end. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. nice. It, yeah, it, it was definitely good. had that like, you know, like you, you would like, you know, find these at like, you know, like special snack places and like yeah. I would think the Midwest or so, something like that. So there were so many there was like what is that that um the red cake what's that thing oh, called? Oh red velvet. Red velvet cake. Yeah. There was that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. mixed in brownie. Yeah. It was all good. And then I'm like there but there wasn't one plain brownie. It was interesting. <laughs> right? So yeah There's a lot of fudge too. Yeah. So. I don't know if it was fudge or all brownies. I'm not even sure. Uh-huh. It was you like know, dense. It, it was yeah. It was like in between, sort of. It was like super rich brownies or kind of cakey fudge. It was one of the two, mm. but it was that's what I thought most of it was. Mm. But yes, Evan is that his name? Evan Evan, Evan Archer. Correct me if I'm wrong, man, because yeah. I don't know. Like this is like the minutia of uh, brownies. Yeah. If you're yeah. here, you'd be on the show, and we'd ask you questions about brownies the whole time. Yep. Yep, and we could ask a lot of weird foodie questions. Yeah, so. yeah. he's but actually a YouTuber too. So oh, awesome. you know. go catch Evan Archer. Yep, yeah, exactly. Does he make candy on the YouTube channel? Or, I don't uh, think so. Okay, I, I, well, I, another person we could thank George Co for the coffee. George, cha-ching. Ching. It's a Japanese coffee. Uh, Bonton brand. Bonton. I guess it's a a shop. Um, there's one in Harajuku at least. But yeah, it's a very Japanese style coffee, yeah. smooth, very and smooth, smooth, and it's the nighttime blend. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. This is like uh, something nice and easy to drink. I, at I, the end I, of I night. think the, the the packaging just said regular coffee, regular <laughs> coffee, like in Japanese, right? <laughs> right. Seriously, right. it was just like it doesn't say anything more than regular coffee, and I was like, perfect. That's regular coffee. You know, that actually um, reminds me of a video I just saw this morning. It's a um, I don't know whether or not you like watch the Vox channel or anything like that. V O X. Um, not. I mean, man, I watch whatever YouTube tells me to watch on. You know, like when you YouTube dot com. Yeah. I sign in. Like my things already signed in my account. Yeah. And whatever I. 
it tells me what to watch, they, and I watch some of it. They have a video. So they, there this, are Vox ones. I do see that. So yeah. Well, they just did a, released a video about like how you know um, the, the stereotype of Asian people switching um, their L's and their R's. Oh, you know, I and, see. Um, it was very interesting. I, I do recommend. I because I, like they were. They did like like well, mammograms of the tongue, where like you know to see how like the tongue placement is in relative relation to the mouth when pronouncing like certain like is it a consonant? I think it's a consonant, right? That yeah, sure. An, an, an L and an R are consonants. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, I thought I thought that was um, I keep forgetting like you know what what is what. Well, a vowel know? is a e i o u sometimes y mm-hmm. vowels and yeah. consonants. Yeah. 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 So, but um. Uh, yeah, and basically how like this, like you know, like you know, replacing everything with an L and an R, uh, or, or every L, R with an L is just lazy, uh, because certain ethnicities like Koreans um, and certain Japanese uh, uh, and, and certain Chinese, um, no, but not languages. all Japanese are not. I mean, well, no, I mean, like I think it depends on like you know where it's placed within the word. Right. You know, kind of thing. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Okay. You know, like, um, and then they went on to like, kind of talk about like, you know, like there's, uh, like there's, you know, they have an L and there's a dark L. And I think the example that they used was like the word level. Like, you know, there's the L and level and then the L at the end. And like, this is kind of like, like, I guess it's kind of like, you know, special to... Um, the English language, uh-huh. you know, right, right. and it's not something that is common. So how do you, how does an Asian person pronounce level? Revel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. I, I had to get there. Rever. 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 You know, but do, do you have the rever? <laughs> I need a rever. I think they would go revel or rever. Re- re- you know, but like I don't know that R, the second R or L. I'm sorry. Yeah, you I got think, me doing it now. Yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> I think they would like end it with an uh, like a. Oh, I don't know. I I don't. I mean, I watched it when I woke up, so I I don't remember any of the details. So do you watch them? Um, is it pizza or not? Or that that video? I don't know. It's like a food one, but it's about um. Uh, a guy with a pizza shop in New York, so he's a hardcore pizza dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, like, like he's a traditionalist, and the other there's a guy that's young, kind of like, and he's into all kinds of weird. Wait, there's pizzas. a pizza or not pizza show? Yeah, yeah well, like is it pizza? I think it's what it's called. Oh, so I the guy, the guy goes to one. like he goes and checks out weird pizzas, like the ramen pizza. Then he brings it to the traditionalist, and then the, the other guy decides. So he, one's trying to convince the other guy that this is pizza, and the other guy's like saying, "No, it's not pizza," and here's why. And they talk about it. It's, I love that show. I don't know. I watch. It's interesting. That. I, I'll I watch to that discover one. that one. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't found that one. I mean, like yeah. I, I watch. It's whatever, but it's good. Well, I mean, it's dumb. It's, it's, dumb and it's good. Well, pizza, yeah. you know, and then there's flatbread. Yeah. So the it goes into a whole discussion of what is pizza and what is not, and right. I'm sure there's flatbread ones in some episodes that he brings in, and then the guy t- he looks at it and goes, "That's not pizza," like right away, or he'll taste it and go, "This isn't pizza." And he'll say why, you know, like why he thinks it's not pizza. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they a traditionalist is a traditionalist, yeah. you know. Well, you I know, mean, what is it? It's like dough, I mean, it's like, dough, sauce, it, and cheese, right? But, you know. But is a ramen burger a fucking burger? Right. Probably not. No. No. I, 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 well, first of all, if you're eating ramen burgers, you might want to 
try something else <laughs> because I've never been impressed by a ramen right. burger, you know, but, but like – That's got to be super bad for you. Imagine the amount of oil it takes to crisp up uh, a pack of noodles to like get hard enough to actually become firm. Like you're, you're deep frying that shit. Like, right. And right. then you got – but you got two. Yeah. You gotta have the top and bottom. I know. I mean, like that's literally two <laughs> servings of noodles you're eating yeah, there. Yeah, and, and but also like fried to a crisp. Is it crispy or is it kind of just like a little bit firm and chewy? It's got to be. Well, it's got to hold together, right? right? So it's. I don't know if it's crispy, but it's got to be deep fried. Like uh, that shit's got to go into oil, right? Right. Right. And, true. And that. <laughs> And noodles like that are all dense like that are just soaking up that oil. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so no. bad. But at least it's got arugula in it. Uh, it, it might, does it have to have arugula? Oh, uh, I don't know. Okay, it might, huh? I, uh, Fuck arugula that, is actually my freaking like go to like you know leafy vegetable. It's got a little bit of bitterness to it. Yeah, I'll, a little pepperiness. You yeah. know, like um, I like I I it's make good. it into salads. I top it on sandwiches. I fry it up. You know, with a little Whoa. garlic and oil. Oh, awesome! You know, yeah, it's like very versatile. So, cool. like every time I go shopping and I need like a leafy green, I just go straight to arugula. Arugula. You know, because I feel like like spinach, which is great and everything, has like sometimes there's just too much water in the uh, the plant. Oh, you know. But I see what you're saying, actually. Yeah. yeah, you know. But yeah, and then you like you like you know fold it into a freaking omelet, you know, or some shit like that. You know, arugula. Arugula. I want that, like you know, what you call it? What's what's what am I thinking of here? I can't. I don't even. What are you? Uh, oh, I, want, I want that arugula money. <laughs> oh, I want that arugula money. <laughs> no. Arugula industry, hit us up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We need your sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> Spon- this this episode of Robot and the Bear is sponsored. Do you buy? Arugula. Arugula. <laughs> the arugula industry is all, all up on us. Do you uh, do you watch like um like any of like the 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 you know millennial stuff like you know worth it and uh, a little bit. You yeah. mean on YouTube, yeah. On YouTube. Yeah, sure. I've watched some episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, worth I'll, it or not type of thing. Yeah. I, I, I love worth it. I actually like, you know, but like I really loved it in the beginning because they were just kind of L.A. focused. Uh-huh. And I was kind of like, all right, you know, I got to, like, you know, check these places out. Well, is it the, the ones where they say, like, oh, it's a $1,000 steak versus a $10 steak or something, right? right? Yeah, versus a yeah. $100 steak. Or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. I've watched some of those. Yeah. I, I uh, they're, they're kind of fun. Yeah. You know? And um, I like the fact that they used to be in L.A., but lately this, they've been doing all these episodes in Japan. And they go everywhere. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Yeah. Like, you know, your audience can afford to go to Japan willy-nilly, no. you know, and then, you know, fucking but find. That's the idea of what these shows are doing, though, right? They're trying to show you something different. Maybe it's, ex- they, you know, quote, exotic, right? They're trying to show you something different that you might not get to check out. Mm. And um, they're, they're just trying to bring you, you know, that's that's kind of the charm of YouTube in a way. It's like. It's not the same as it's not the same as going, but I mean you're sort of getting this experience. Yeah, of but going, you, know, you know, there's some crazy fucking travel food channels on YouTube. That yeah, you oh can yeah, watch. yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I watched one on um, God, where was that guy? He was in Dubai, but on the dirty streets of Dubai. Right, and, right, right. And he's eating, eat, trying different. Uh, the idea was to eat food that cost one dollar only. Whoa, but, like, things that cost one dollar. And uh, so he was actually looking for all these places that have famous $1 foods, like, you know, little sandwiches and mm. things like that. And they were all, you know, if it's a dollar, it's got to be dollar or less. Whoa. Yeah. And it was in Dubai, right? So I think there's a video on that. But it's like, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, but- I, I don't think I'm going to go to Dubai. If I do, that's a miracle. But 
in my lifetime. I don't know if I'm ever going to go to Dubai. I would like, love to not, go to Dubai. That's not my first choice to go anywhere. And if I do go, I mean, I might be in like towers and jets, but I'm probably, <laughs> am I going to be on the dirty streets of Dubai? Maybe. I don't know. You know, like I, I don't. Highly but, unlikely. But it's one of those things that I'm watching uh, on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that's crazy looking. Yeah. Like, like yeah. some of it's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You shouldn't be here type of thing. And. You know, and it's like, oh, interesting. Have you met any of yeah. these food bloggers, like the Strictly Dumpling guy or anything like that? No, we wanted to interview him once for um, our giant robot media, and evidently he said no. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No. What a dick. Well, that's why I don't watch his videos. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No love yeah. for the yeah. giant robot. Yeah, no, he, had a, he said no. Maybe it was this George that he didn't like. Oh, well, that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how, how's the Rocky Gaki show coming along? Uh, well, it's like ending soon. Mm-hmm. So you made an observation that you said I've added a lot of artists after the opening. Yeah. But actually, no. <laughs> it's the same amount of art on the wall. Right. I mean, it's exactly the same, but I maybe we put more online because there's 550 art pieces. What? Let's go. You know, you so heard I- my feelings about online galleries, didn't you? Oh, I'm just putting art online. <laughs> but no, we're at... We're in person, man. But uh, no, we just kept adding. There's just so much art that we couldn't put it all online. So we just put up sporadically as we're going. We're like, okay, we can add like four more artists work, four more artists work. And Mm. as soon as I put some of yours on, sold some. Yeah, sold some. Yeah. You could have taken the ones that didn't sell and put those those new young bucks on, you know. There's no new young bucks. (laughs) the same stuff. You just didn't. There's so much art on the wall that you just haven't seen everyone's art or you don't have it memorized. So I definitely don't have it memorized. Yeah, so I was, I, there was like hundreds of pieces there. I'm so tired of it now. Like I've seen it so many times that I know every piece there. Oh, really? Yeah, for sure. Wow. If you tested me and showed me a piece of art, I can probably tell you if it's in the show or not in the show. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, if you just but, showed me a drawing, I'll be like, nope, that wasn't in the show. But Eric, I you know, tell. I actually like, you know, after talking to you about the Murakami show several weeks back – like I've come to the realization that the way you look at art is much more superficial and stupid. No, oh, I'm the, oh. I look at things as <laughs> okay. like, oh, okay, it's a bunch of fucking whatevers, and oh. they walk away. And you're like to go, oh, but like some of them are like have these expressions, and some oh, of yeah, them. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, like I never didn't even fucking take the time. I said, God, so. I'm looking this and that. Yeah. Oh no! I, I mean, I like looking closely at things, but you know, and then fucking with hunts, you know. Like... Wait, wait! You're not supposed to say anything about that. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We're not supposed to say anything about that, but uh, yeah, I noticed some stuff about his work that maybe no one else noticed. Was this incongruent with um, things? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, perhaps incongruent. Yes, yes. No, <laughs> but um, but so like, what the show ends. Like, uh, technically this week or technically tomorrow it ends tomorrow oh okay yeah what do you got next uh we have a show called cones of vision that's uh, like the, in the eyes like our eyes are made of There's like cones, cones right? right yeah yeah it's uh curated by mari inukai mm. and i think there are artists that she went to school with uh at cal arts oh cool and, and maybe so i'm finding out not all of them were students there some were teachers oh so that's kind of cool i having a student curate a teacher in that you might maybe you admired a teacher oh yeah and you're getting them to be in your show right or, you know that's kind of cool. well you have some professors in your stuff like uh jt steiny and um are these he a professor i guess so yeah he teaches yeah. at freaking otis yeah but i'm i wasn't a student ever so you know what i'm saying well, i mean he's you're, just some, you're, he's just some you're, dude i know who teaches right right yeah. but he's still a professor you i know. guess so like i don't know is a professor usually a phd man 
Is that what it means to be a professor? A PhD? I, I feel know. like I feel like you're an instructor. To I thought you just needed a master's degree. In oh, your, really? Yeah, Maybe. I, does I, he have a master's degree? I'm sure he does. If you're going to teach there, uh, at like a prestigious art school, is it is Otis prestigious? I guess it is. Yeah, but I mean, Nathan Oda doesn't have an MA. I don't think, and he's teaching. What? Um, and uh, Wayne Johnson teaches there now, and he doesn't have an MA, right? He just barely has a BA. Are you sure? Yeah, I think he teaches there too. So no, you can teach there technically. Oh. I, Edwin Ushiro used to teach there. What? Yeah, Edwin Ushiro taught classes at Otis, and um, he doesn't have an MA as far as I know. Oh, I thought he did. I don't think so. I thought, I mean, I don't know about Edwin. I didn't know he teach at Otis, but I figured that, yeah, he like... Taught, he's uh, taught many class. He's taught over... Yeah, he, I think he might even be teaching at Otis now. Does like, he have, like, does he have an art school background? Teaching? Just education. He went to, he went to art center. Oh, Edwin. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. like, that's probably, like, going to mean something. I guess. You know, uh, yeah. Good old I mean, Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo Mustangs. Doesn't mean shit to fucking. Uh, no, I think it's, I don't know. I mean, some of it's, maybe it's by practice and experience that there, there's a lot of stuff to teach, man, that you can teach a lot of people. So if you wanted to teach, you probably could. I don't hmm. think, you know, I think it'd be cool. Hmm. You'd be more practicality, you know, and maybe right. it's like thinking about art too. Like what is, what is artwork? Because, uh, you put a lot of thought into your paintings and stuff, right? I like to think I do. Yeah. Well, I think you do. And there's reasons for why you're doing things where some people don't have reasons. They just do whatever they feel like it, which is fine too. But I think you have a lot of, uh, artistic reasons why you paint what you paint. I mean, sure. I think you have a long explanation as to what one painting is. Whereas sometimes some people don't. They just paint because they like the way it comes out or whatever, and they're good at it, let's say. But you have an artistic uh, explanation. Oh, I have to, I it, have it to seems, rationalize and, it. I have but to it's, it seems like it's studied. It. Like that's, you know, it seems like mm. that's studied. To explain all that, most people can't do it at a young age. Maybe it takes a little bit of experience. Uh, well, I think so. I've got a lot of that. So there you go. <laughs> teach that. But um, that's, no. what you should, that's what you should teach. Well, you know. Yeah. But now then – this weekend, I mean, we were talking, you, you also have WonderCon coming up. WonderCon. Yeah, the wow. uh, Southern California's fucking answer to a half-assed San Diego Comic-Con. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, before I move forward, a person did ask online, I, it's, I think it's the first question, is um, a fellow named Brooke, well, could be a female, Brooke Bowley asks, when is Edwin Ushiro doing another show? When is Edwin Ushiro doing another show? Edwin Ushiro, probably next year. He had one this year scheduled, and he canceled it. I think he's working on his working on his uh, whole bombardment of art, and right. also some of his health. You know, he's kind of taking care of himself a little bit. Yeah, and um, no, he's, he'll be back next year. Oh, good. But yeah, he had a show scheduled for like August or something, and um, he decided not to do it. Oh, which is all okay. Oh, that's... he told me he told me way ahead of time, so it works. Okay, but the yeah. one month ahead of time stuff. Oh no 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 <laughs> no no no! Yeah, if you're gonna bail on a show, bail as soon as you possibly can. Always, artists out there, everybody. If you're gonna bail, please bail. Or and you know what? The smartest thing too is if you're gonna like have a show that's gonna be really difficult for yourself to do, and you have time to bail, just bail. Yeah, I wouldn't. Man, I mean, you could squeeze it, but. Uh, if some people, some uh, you know, it depends who you are. Some artists, um, they can they can bring it no matter what. Like they're busy, they'll still bring something, and they'll bring something good. Mm-hmm. Some artists can't do that, and it's like you know, you're. Oh, I I definitely can't do that. Yeah, and then you know, you end up kind of messing yourself up, and then that actually hurts the gallery too, right? It kind of hurts everybody. So, mm-hmm. 
the idea is uh, if you can, if you have time to bail, please bail. <laughs> no, actually, that's not, yeah. that's a great point, yeah. and I, I think that like you know one of the things that a lot of artists are usually afraid of doing. I mean, like I know, I know, I'm a little bit guilty of this, is like communicating with the gallery. Yeah, you know, like you know when you've got deadlines. And stuff like that. And if something's coming up and you need maybe an extra couple of days or uh, maybe even a week, you know, before, you know, depending on how much when the show is. Right. You know, re- let the gallery, like, send a simple, you know, email going, yeah. hey, I've, you know, things are coming up. I might need some extra time, you know. So sometimes you can, like, as a gallery, you could flip shows around. Like, maybe one person can do it earlier, one can't. Mm-hmm. You could flip a month. I don't know. It's hard to do that, though. Like, if it's a long time ahead, fine. But if it's a short time ahead, oh, it's tough. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, but, I, I, I was just thinking of just general, like, deadlines in general. Yeah. Like, you know, like, say, even, like, for a group show or a, a three-person or four-person show. If, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, how how quickly do you, like, you know, get your um, – do you ask for previews for oh, your artists? Oh, man. I want previews, but I don't expect any ever. So I'm kind of – I go with that attitude mm-hmm. that, like – a lot of artists won't be able to provide anything, and I, I'm, I pretty much expect that. So I'm okay with that. Um, so, man, worst case, you could bring art day of the show, and I'll, you know, if if that if it comes down to that for whatever reason, just bring it day of the show, and I'll take it. But that's not ideal. Right. right. <laughs> I'd rather have it two days early or a day early. But I mean, yeah, oh, and I, mean, right. I don't need it a week early. You know, like that's cool and all, but we don't need to do that. But I mean, but if it's you got problems and it's got to be day of, then bring it day of. Because mm-hmm. um, we did have a show. I don't even know if I want to say the say the person's name, but their their show started. You know, day of the show. I think it was eight p.m. and I still didn't have the art. What? And people were there. Walls were blank. I've done that once. It walls were blank, and then something like eight thirty, they came with the art, and I was like, oh shit! And I, I you know, closed for like. 15 minutes and hung it all. And then, then there went the show went up. Okay. So, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's a rough one, but I, that's happened. So this, that actually reminds me of a uh, show that I did way back in, uh, was it like 2008, 2009? Um, oh, is this, is this some heyday money time? Like when everybody was um, buying art? Oh yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. Or maybe even 2007, like, you know, during the, oh, wow. yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I did a show at M modern gallery. Where, what's it called? M modern. M modern. In okay. Palm Springs. Oh wow. Okay. You know, you remember, I don't know whether or not you remember this, but like, or, or we're aware of this, but like, you know, say like, you know, in the, um, I remember when I first moved to Los Angeles, there was like basically three galleries that I knew of that would like, you know, showcase my work that I, that I thought would showcase my work. Uh-huh. Um, those were like La Luz de Jesus, Copro gallery and Mary Karnowski. Awesome. You know, and those three galleries were pretty tough to kind of crack into, you know? Um, and you know, uh, so, but then there was another one and that was M modern gallery and wow. it's all the way out in Palm Springs. Um, now, uh, by, you know, 2000 and like, uh, like nine or some 2008, around nine, a lot of galleries had come up, you know, through the, uh, by then, like, you know, obviously giant robot was one of them that gallery came up. Shit. <laughs> we know? were open in 2003, man. Yeah, I know. 
I yeah. know, but like yeah. this is pre two thousand and three. Like all the oh, these, I see these galleries. You know, they they were advertising in Juxtapose magazine and I see. You know, all the uh, and stuff like that. And um, you know, yeah, I think uh, yeah, uh, what you call like nineteen eighty eight actually opened up maybe. Maybe like half a year after you did. Really? Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. I thought they were more like eight years ago or something. No, no, no. Awesome. They, yeah. I didn't know that. You know. Cool. Uh, so, but like I, I think that like, you know, so like the opportunity to show at like one of these, you know, four kind of recognized galleries was right. kind of a big deal. But, you know, at the time I was also a freaking white hot mess. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like you know i was uh i mean like you know to to put it bluntly like i was doing a lot of meth and freaking a lot of you know dope and then like i was like not sleeping and i was trying to cram out paintings but like i was too strung out wow. at the same time and like i was fucking you know driving that the day night of, that day of the show with you know all my artwork, you know, from to LA. Uh, from LA to Palm wow. Springs, which isn't like you know that far. Well, it's a couple hours. Couple hours, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. like when you leave at four in the afternoon and you show up at eight p.m., you know, it took four hours. That's because I was pulling over and fixing, and pulling over and fixing, and pulling over and fixing. Oh, I was like fixing <laughs> art. No, no. you were. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, and holy shit! You know, and I fucking like you know. Whoa! <laughs> I showed up oh at gosh. the fucking gallery, and freaking like I was looking at the uh, and there was ton of people out there like waiting inside and outside for me whoa and freaking like palm springs and palm springs i didn't know you had a fan base out there i think people came in from la to to <laughs> see the show wow you know and wow. i mean like mind you this is like you know at the the first one of the first peaks you know especially when like the toy thing yeah, was huge sure. and stuff again i um i like was flustered and embarrassed um i opened up the trunk and like my <laughs> friend's like, you know, Thomas and Patrick and all these other guys came out to the trunk and they, I grabbed two paintings that I was st- I still working on, Whoa. you know, uh-huh. and freaking, I just, um, you know, and in one hand I grabbed one of the paintings that was in the trunk, you know, and, you know, lugged it to the fucking gallery and just put it, you know, painting side against the wall. And then, like all my friend, my friends helped you know grab the rest of the paintings, and we set it like against the wall. And I just ran to the fucking back of the gallery in the storage area, and just started crying because I was so embarrassed by like everything that like I, I, that was going on, and like you know I, I had like the you know my fucking I opened I had pulled open my backpack and pulled all my paints out and freaking like had the last two paintings fucking sitting there, and I was just crying and painting and just you know, a complete wreck. And it was probably, it was literally the darkest, you know, moment in my fucking art career. Whoa. So wait, I mean, that begs the question, what happened? I mean, I mean, not what happened to get there, but what happened once you got there, you put your paintings against the wall. Did did somebody hang hang them like right then and there? Yeah. And they fucking, then they turned, everyone turned all the paintings around and they hung them up and basically sold all of it. Really? Yeah. So you it, you actually sold all of it, and then what about the two paintings that you're finishing? I mean, we sold those two. I know, but did you finish painting them? Yeah. Right there? No. Oh, okay. You didn't finish them? 
No, I, I was too fucking distraught oh to God. fucking finish everything. And they gave me an extra week, and then I um, either – I don't remember whether I drove them back down again or if I sh- – I think I shipped them back So what, down. what happened? Like well, your ultimate – like did they have a talking to you like, dude, this was bad or – No, they actually thought it was hilarious. Oh, they, my they, God. <laughs> they, thought they, they thought it was like wow. one of the most like, – like, you know, like these kind of moments, you know, like I can look back and laugh at them now. But like, you know, and I, only reason why I can laugh about them is because, you know, I've got like eight years sobriety on yeah. me now, but yeah. like freaking it was, you know, like, yeah. I, I mean, like when I think about like all the things that I like, you know, kind of, um, could have happened on the way down, on the way up, you know, et cetera, like with my career, like I, I still kind of am surprised that I still have one. Do they? Do they? Do the people know? Like you were? Yes, like, of course. Oh, they are, they knew what yeah, was. I up? mean, it's pretty fucking obvious. You wow. Know, when you're like, you know, got holes in your arms and blood on your nails because right. you know, freaking, you're just, you know, you're obviously fucking like, you know, trying to kill yourself. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, so, wow. You know, but that's like, gnarly. But yeah. so, did you show there again? Um, I. Did, that was the last solo show I did with them. Oh, okay. You know, but they kind of like the recession soon happened after yeah. that. Um, they kind of transitioned into a, a shag show, a shag, um, you know, the artist shag, Josh Agle. Um, yeah. Yeah. He does like sure. the kind of like yeah. very Palm Springsy. Yeah. He's the guy who really made that style of art popular. Sure. And um, then the new wave of that really 2D yeah. kind of. I don't know what geometry. you even call that. Like, what is that? Like, I feel like it's like out. Exotica? I don't know. I think you exotica know? would be a great word for that. Because but I'm just talking about that's like music style, right? That Martin Denny like cocktail. Are that you know um, it has like it's like beatnik cocktail. It's a beatnik thing, but it's also kind of inspired yeah. by like Disney illustration work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But it's like the mod angle of it, right? Kind of, it's it's cool. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's. I mean, especially yeah. like the way like artists like say. I mean, I can't. What's her name? It's uh. Mary Curry, is that her name? Mary Blair? Mary Blair, yeah. Yeah, Small World, uh, like Disneyland. Yeah, yeah like oh, that dude. super flat stuff. That sure. Stuff, like, you know, artists like uh, Amanda Vassell and um, yeah. um, Josh Agle or Shag, like those guys really like took that style and made it their own. Yeah. You know, and sure. um, I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, like, I mean, that's a kind of like where like art is in general, right? Like it's it's about... Like building off of, you know, what has already been, sure. you know, been created. You know, my like my own work is probably a culmination of all kinds of different like styles and stuff like that. Just being know? that's just being influenced by something, right? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I mean, just some same with like, and uh, well, I would even equate it to like writing, you know, and which isn't even something I'm I even enjoy that much doing nowadays. But when I had to write as a writer. Uh, Sometimes I would read other articles and I'd read and get all inspired. I'd be like, oh, that was so well done. Mm. And there was an article about something and I'd be like, fuck, I got to write an article as good as this with Mm -hmm. this kind of feeling that it evokes, you know? So I got to figure out what am I going to write? But then I want to write it as well as this, you know what I mean? And then it makes you want to do it. So, But you also had the motivation of being a publisher and an editor and a – Which means I could kind of do what I want. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> right i could be i could just say you know what i'm gonna do this it's gonna get six pages and that's it right. sorry you know 
I, yeah, I, too bad. I, 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 you know, I mean, <laughs> the, well, I mean, like that's the thing. Like, I mean, you have so many things to take, take into consideration. Like, I've never, like, I, I, you know, I used to publish a zine back in the day, but like, I've never been at a point where like I had to even like take into consideration just how much content you were going to put in the magazine, because and like how are you going to fit it all? How are you going to break it up? Because I, yeah. I know you did many articles where it's like. You know, you had like four to six pages, and then it would continue on into the back. Yeah, because you want to put as much as you can in the front part of the magazine, mm-hmm. right? And let it have it shine, and then let the, you know, if it's rambling text, just let it go to the back. Yeah. But <laughs> you know you what I'm saying? Like, continued on page seventy-eight. You know, which I mean, is fine. That's well, even better. I mean, this kind of goes back into this yeah. how detail-oriented you are, right? Like, I remember like one time we were, hang- I was hanging out at um, the the gallery, and you know, we were looking at like a free rag that. Like um, some Asian American, you know, bastard child of giant robot, <laughs> you know, um, oh, no, you know, no. and and you were just kind of lo- we were looking at it and like you know, and you're just kind of looking and like just kind of pointing out, like not even really pointing out. You just started like making comments on like the I quality did. and stuff, and I was did just, I? yeah, oh, and I was just like, um, uh, and I was like, at first I was like, what are you? what are you talking about and then like once i started really looking kind of hard at it i was like oh okay i see where you're coming from like you were commenting on the print quality oh yeah uh, oh. you know you're print commenting i remember yeah, yeah. you yeah. know it's just like whoa like you know I mean, you, yeah but you know that's you're an eagle eye you have whatever. an eagle eye man it's like whatever don't fucking like fuck with eric at the no. press check <laughs> <laughs> but usually so my experience is at press checks man there's just not enough you can do at a press check you better be like 90 five or 98 percent good at the press check because right. you can only fix it two percent you right. know you cannot fix it ten percent no it's right. not going to happen right so you better be like really close because a press check to me there's you could either say stop the presses you know <laughs> <laughs> or but there's really not much you can do to me like you can say two percent darker please you know there's just nothing right this is not much you can do right yeah you're pretty screwed in my opinion was I guess. the magazine printed locally no, it was printed in Canada, so you couldn't even do a press check. Oh, man. You know? No, you couldn't. You know, and that's how it is in, in, I think, normal, like, not every magazine, but all, most of the small magazines are like that. You're not printing in somewhere you could just access. It's mm-hmm. not It's not like that. Yeah. You know, it's, no, it's, it's punk rock, man. You can't. You just have to kind of, you just have to know what you're doing and go with the flow and hope the printer is uh, consistent, you know? That's yeah. Sort, that's sort of like how it works. No, I, I remember uh, the first time I had my my first zine, like you know, printed offset, and um, yeah, I mean, like I I remember like it was uh, I went to a, a press check and took a look at it, and like I couldn't think of anything that I could do to change it. Yeah, you know, oh. you know, it was just you know like uh, so, so sorry, man. Um, Potashio. Asks an important question: What is the press check? What is a press check? We never uh, even said that, so uh, we're assuming everybody knows what that is. Oh, sorry, sorry. Duh, okay, right? uh, a press check. I, I realize is people might not know when, like, maybe an art director or publisher will go to the printer and take a look at the sheets that are coming off of the printer and make adjustments, like push the cyan. Push the magenta, right. push this, you know, black. But man, those guys should already be doing it pretty damn well. If you're, you know, these, this, they're, they're the masters of the press, right? Right. I would think that they know it to like the 99 percentile of being just right. And that I, maybe you could change it 1%. That's about it, man. I think like, you know, dealing with um, four color 
printing. There's very little you can be able to yeah. do. But like, <laughs> you're if fucked. you're going to be doing spot colors yeah. or uh, varnishes, spot varnishes, you know, like giving a gloss finish on top of a matte page yeah, or something like that's that. That's cool. Like, oh, it's super cool. Or printing yeah. on vellum or something yeah. like that. Like, that's when Maybe. press checks really kind of can be tweaked. And yeah. um, you just have to be able to like be willing to spend money to fix stuff too, though. What if? Because what if you're like, you know what? This is the wrong kind of paper. Mm-hmm. I want to use that. And they got to stop everything, reload yeah. the paper, you know, and all oh, that costs then, money. And then they know? have to freaking order all the paper. Oh, if, if that's the case, then yeah. you're just like, okay, I'll be back next week. But mm-hmm. usually you just But then, like, think about done, I mean, then you just already threw all this money at all this fuck. paper. You know? say it's fuck. <laughs> it's, it's, see, that's, that's the – oh, man. Yeah. That's why you just have to, like – you, know, you, you have to you have to you have to just chill out on that stuff. You and, have to. I mean, you know, if, you can, if you can, just chill out on it and just kind of get just get your project done. That's well, what that, I would suggest. That's, that's the power of the internship to a certain degree. Yeah. Too. Like you know, you get an internship with a professional. You know, you see how they work. You see okay. how they handle these kind of the the, the 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 system that was built up around it. I mean, like I think a lot of it has kind of changed, especially because of digital printing. Yeah. You know, on printing on demand. Yeah. You know, yes, like, of absolutely. course, the thing is, is that, like, they just do not know how to bind a book, you know, uh, with digital printing. Sure. You know, you, you could always tell, like, it's, uh, yeah, the, the, the spine is too tight. You can't really open pages without, cr- you know, creasing them. You know, it's, um you know, our book binding is an art. Yeah. You know, like. Well, they have binderies just to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have binding departments and stuff. So, yeah, man. You know, and That's tough. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I think that, like, um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I think it's, like, fun for novelty shit. Like, you know, if you want to go and, like, make a little, like, thing that, you know, <laughs> you give to all your wedding guests or whatever. Oh, yeah. Then you could use one of the online, like, yeah. com or Shutterfly or whatever it yeah. is. Fucking you could make little books. You can yeah. make hardcover there, books now, there, right? There's a fucking time and a place for that kind of yeah, thing. But if you're going to fucking get your – if you're going to do, like, an actual, like, like book book, like, art book or whatever. And I, I only I, – I mean, like – you know, of course, it's a, it's kind of pretentious for me to say like the the best books in the world are art books, <laughs> you know. But like, I can't imagine wanting to buy much much else because I mean, like, you know, you could read most um, yeah things on like your tablet or your computer and whatever, and it takes up less space. Sure, you know. But like, art books definitely have a unique quality to them. You know, it's there's nothing quite like looking at the art. Like on a, a a page at full resolution, and also that's what um I guess once artists work get too expensive or you know just the value's too high and people can't access it and maybe you live in I don't know city state country where uh, that art won't even it doesn't even make an appearance like it never even makes it to your country right. <laughs> wherever you're at right whatever shithole country you're at um, I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> ouch, ouch. <laughs> I'm kidding that said though um Trump. but but that's <laughs> that's but that's what books are for right in that case because I remember uh, I think Yoshitomo Nara said that that his art was getting too expensive you know mm-hmm. all that stuff people can't afford it anymore mm-hmm. um, so books were important for him because then now you could access his art it's in a book form but you know because you can't really buy it necessarily and sure yeah so and sure. he said that i mean he said that a long time ago because he's been balling all for this whole time but yeah I mean, he's uh, a but baller. that said you know making yeah making books was that's the reason like yeah. that's why he wants to make a lot of books 
Yeah, I you know, I um, I own a, I own plenty of Yoshitomonara's books. That's so, true. but like actually, you know, there's something to be said about that cuz like I'm the way I remember discovering his work when I was living in San Luis Obispo. And I mean, like I live in San Luis Obispo. It's not that far from at the time I lived in San Luis Obispo. It's not that far from Los Angeles. You know, but like, you know, who has the time just to go to an art gallery for yeah. like, you know, half an hour, 20 minutes? Well, sometimes you might have to, you know, if you're in LA, I mean, drive across town and then you know it's like, well, it's, it's a, lot, a lot it's a lot easier to make a 40 minute trek to a freaking art gallery versus say a three and a half four hour trek to a gallery sure yeah. you know and so like you know seeing artwork you know um experiencing artwork is so much you know easier with a printed book sure you know and i mean like yeah obviously we've got instagram and we've got like you oh, know it's not the same it's definitely not the same, no. especially since you're kind of locked into certain like sizes and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but also the book's got a nice, you know, you're a you're turning pages, but you can go back to things. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the key is you can kind of go forward, go backwards, and at mm-hmm. your own pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can like really study something. And, right. You know, you might not do that at the gallery. You might actually not because you know, like even at the Murakami show, you talked about, well, I don't want to read all this. I'm going to take a picture of it and read it later, right? <laughs> right. Uh, same thing. But if it's in a book, you can spend an hour on one page if you want. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you can't quite do that at the gallery. So there's, there's like, pluses on that and minuses, mm-hmm. I suppose. But it's cool. No. Books that, are awesome. No. Books are great. Yeah. Like, I remember, like... Uh, and for a second, man, books were, like, dying. Even books, right? Magazines died. Yeah. You know? Leave it to me to tell you that magazines died, right? <laughs> I know this, but um, but books did too for a while. Like we couldn't sell any books. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's somewhere in that 2011, maybe 2010, 2011 around yeah, there. Yeah, we couldn't sell books. Books were over. Like I sell, I could sell no books, mm. and maybe it was only person selling books was like Amazon because mm-hmm. they were most, mostly a bookstore then, right? Right. Online books. Um, but yeah, no, the, the store, I couldn't sell shit. And then I realized, like, this is a little bit of retail experience, but I realized, well, there are things that um, someone, you know, the psychology is like, okay, a $40 book, you may want it right there, or you may go, oh, I'll just buy an Amazon because they have it at 40% off the first day it comes out, right? Somehow, mm-hmm. I'm like, fuck, that's fucked up. So right. I remember I started easing back into selling books was by selling low price books because Let's say it's ten dollars at my shop, right? Mm-hmm. That's the retail price of the book. Amazon might have it for seven ninety nine. Okay, you're going to save two dollars, right? But you're going to wait two days or three days, right? Or you could just spend two extra dollars, support a store, and have it right there. Yeah. So I started like easing back into selling books by thinking, oh, I could sell books. They just can't be the most expensive ones because I see people pull out cell phones when they have books and they're going, oh, that book is sixty nine dollars here, but on Amazon it's forty two. Right. And you know they're fucking placing the order right there right yeah. and but then uh, i realized oh okay but I, I you can compete with amazon in a way by sort of doing that and realizing okay well is yeah but it's w- not that big of a uh, the right. difference isn't that big so then that's what got me back into selling books but it took a long time because for a second no one was even buying ten dollar books i swear i couldn't uh. i couldn't sell anything and now i would say books are back I mean, right. Yes, absolutely. Books are back. Right. Yeah. Well, then and, you like also will have artists sign stuff. Sure. I mean, like you know you. But I it's know. just you know I think there is a little more of the retail experiences there, but uh, I do think yeah, no, books are back, man. And, and you know magazines are sort of back in a weird way. You know? Really? Yeah. I mean, not every magazine, but I mean, there's certain magazines like you, maybe it's the d- digital publishing thing where 
you know, the magazine looks good. seems pretty good. Maybe they're only printing like 300 copies and selling it for like $20 each. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's, there are magazines where I, I go to like a, a zine fest or a, some kind of an arty zine fest. Well, zine fests are very different. Yeah. But, but sometimes if I go to an arty one, I look at, I'll look at a person sitting at the table and they have like four issues of a magazine. And I go, I walk up and I look and I'm like, fuck, this is a real magazine. And then, so lo and behold, look at me. I, I go and I look at who printed it. Cause you know, sometimes they give credit to the printer mm-hmm. like, and I, and I contact the printer. Because I'm like, oh, shit, I want to know how to do one of these magazines. Right. So I contact the printer, and then I, I find out that some of them – I go, okay, so I want to quote for 1,000 copies. Because, right. you know, like for Giant Robot, I'm, I mean 1,000 is too little. Uh, maybe I forgot. I think maybe I even asked for 5,000. You know, I'm like, okay, what would it be for 5,000? Right. And the printer's like, no, I can't do 5,000. I wouldn't do it. That's too much. I'm like, oh, shit. So I'm like, okay, what's, what about 1,000? That same printer said – I can't do a thousand. I'm like, what the fuck? Like what? You can't do a thousand. He goes, no, no, no. I do smaller runs. So his sweet spot or her, I forgot. It was a, he, I think he said his sweet spot was like printing 150 to 200 copies. So that means that magazine I saw that looked what I thought was an art magazine looked good. Their print runs are only a hundred, 150 copies and that's all they're making. So it, how are they fucking making money? On oh, this? I don't know. That's beside the point. But you know, they're selling that magazine for fifteen dollars, maybe twenty dollars. But I mean, they're only what's making... in? Is there written content? Or yeah, is yeah. It... It's written some images. You know, it's kind of arty, right? It's an arty art magazine or some sure, sort. Sure, sure. I don't know what's written in there. I didn't read it, but you know, it's a lot of its images. But there's art, like writing and stuff. And I, but it's one of those things where I'm like, whoa! Like this magazine that looks pretty damn good. Um, is is in a run of like under 200 copies you, you know, know and that's crazy like under 200 copies you're gonna do all that work for under 200 copies right. but just the fact is that printer can't even they can't make you 500 copies they can't even do it the guy goes no we we wouldn't even do that and i'm like that's crazy like that you're, crazy. you're you're making magazines how long ago was this if you mind me like, asking like four years ago five years ago four Jeez. four years ago maybe so that's what the, but that's but the whole and, that's and, the power of that digital printing shit. It's just like but it, when you print when you felt the magazine, it felt, it felt like it, a, it felt pretty good. Like not you know I could see like it's not perfect, but I mean it was pretty good. Like passable. I was just like this looks like a magazine that would have I would have thought that they printed thousands of, and it was <laughs> it was under two hundred copies. I was yeah. like, what the fuck? That's crazy. I mean that. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, okay. Digital press. I think. You but know, it was a magazine. Cool, like, it, like, I think you even had a square spine and everything. It so was, a smart bound and everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, smart binding is one. I square, think isn't square binding. I don't square know. Square or smart? I, oh, I forgot. What I'm it was sorry. Called. It's called perfect binding. Perfect binding. My yes. Bad. Yeah. And it's been yeah, uh, it's my been bad. a long time since I've been yeah, in design yeah. school. Is when they have the yeah. Uh, uh, when you look at a magazine and it's got a nice, like, like flat kind of binding to the edge. In case yeah. you want to know. Yeah, what perfect binding. So yeah. Crazy. Wow. Oh, wait. There's a few comments if we want to get to them. I, sure, I don't know if this is the smart this way is... to go, but finally yeah. we're getting comments. So Brick Bowley says, uh, Luke should make a scary children's book. What do you think of that? Would you make a scary children's book? You know, I think a lot of my work is kind of rooted in my own personal experience. And I think, I mean, I don't have children. Um, I don't think I ever will have children. So I, I think I'd only ever would create such a product if i did have a child that i'd be creating it for oh awesome. you know um you know i try not to i kind of like don't really you know take on things that are just outside of my personal realm 
Right. You know, um, or maybe it's uh, I'll do something that's a little bit more observational, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. it could be a common. Like I just did this painting for a uh, a mother and child. I saw that. <laughs> show, yeah. Yeah. You know, that was and, funny. and um, I obviously I know nothing of motherhood. Or parenthood, right? You know, so you but, don't you don't you don't breastfeed little kids or anything? No, yeah, okay, you know. thank, thank you. You know, but I um, no, no teat action, no teat action, right. just puking in their mouths. Oh jeez, <laughs> oh, that's, that's mama bird, baby <laughs> bird, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, like, so I, I, whole, I, I you know, whole another level. My, I, I, you know, I was thinking of like you know the how like you know crazy it seems like when we observe like you know just nature doing its thing you know like birds feeding mama birds or parent bird parents feeding it's crazy their, their, their chicks That's some crazy shit huh so and pay attention to like nature there's just so much weird things you're like how the fuck but uh, you know i really that's think the magic that like <laughs> i was just this, this this thought just literally came to mind i i really want to believe that Stuff like karma or these ideas like karma and stuff like that have really perverted the way we look at this world. You know, we want to think that, like, you know, good and bad even themselves out, but they don't. Oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I actually, yeah, I don't believe that. You know. No, they don't. They don't. No. No. This world, the world we live in is cruel and fucked up. Great people get fucked up. And then bad people fucking score and score and score and score and score. Like yeah. sometimes, and never get, and sometimes it never gets come gets back nope. to them. Nope. Yep. They yeah. rock it to the end of their life. They, yep. they, they get. You know, they everything. get. They, they, yeah, they sit back they and they get die the, with their yeah. families around yeah. them, and you know, and they are douchebags and awful people that yeah. fucking hurt people. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nothing goes wrong. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like, obviously then, that's man, not every case, but I mean, yeah. it happens. Oh, sure. There's bad people that keep getting away with shit. You know. Yeah. So, like, you know, I think that, like, you know, I mean, I, I, and part of that, like, is kind of gets back into this re- weird idea of, like, you know, like, you know how like human beings get squeamish when they think about where their food comes from and stuff oh, like yeah. that, and it's kind of like, you know, um. No, like fucking, you know, something had to die, yeah. you know, to fucking like, you know, well, get this, you know, piece of protein. Food chain. You know, and yeah. to, and, 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 you know, we and, are the top and, of the food chain. We're top of the Sorry. food chain. And it's, you know, and it's, you know, not a pleasant environment in which these, you know, creatures are dispatched, you know. So, yeah. you know, I think we. Well, we, it's all done. It's part of its speed. Yeah, it's like we need to lop off the heads of these things quickly as we can, yeah. so we can like make more meat ready for us to cook, right? Well, it's I'll, like we can't be like, we're going to euthanize you carefully, young buck. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> I, you know, yeah. So my uh, my friend in uh, Kyoto, mm-hmm. uh, he's outside of Kyoto, but is um he lives like in the countryside, and uh, they so he, his kids are all homeschooled. And they're all super smart. Like, it's amazing, right? So mm. he's got these kids that are, like, smart, homeschooled, talented. They can build anything, cook anything. They read books. That's They learn everything from books. It's amazing. Anyway, so they euthanize the animals that they catch oh. for food, right? So right. they're actually catch – they capture a boar. Mm-hmm. They don't, like, hit it with bats or something like that. <laughs> they, they actually f- find, figure out the most humane ways that where they they think at least the animal's not feeling any pain. Mm. Like you know, like sometimes they're bleeding out, but but they're like 
carefully bleeding out where they're not, you know, it's not like right. they're stabbing it with knives. It's, or, like, it's not saying they're running with blood gushing. Everywhere. No, it's, yeah, no, no, no. It's like <laughs> they, they find good ways to like euthanize the animals that are, you know, whatever. Not, right. You know, just sometimes it, it seems like they, they think the animal doesn't even realize that they're bleeding out. But, right, right. You know, they're laying down and just chilling and their blood's going off. Oh, but, but they have to do that for food. But they, you know, they use every piece of that meat. Every piece of the animal and take care, you know. But it's just yeah. that's one way to do it. And the opposite from what we eat most likely is just rampant, vicious, just blasting animals away. No, we just fucking you like know? put a fucking hammer yeah. through the head. Then we fucking like you know tie up the fucking cow, fucking slit its throat, and fucking yeah. attach electric cables to its body to fucking get it to convulse all the blood out of it. Oh, uh, you know. Or, or no country for old men. There's that thing that they put the forehead and it just goes. Doop! And it just like shoots a fucking some kind of a metal thing just goes. Yeah. Through. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I mean, like that's actually. I mean, like you know, like, it's probably the, the most humane the way. way but it's the it's most humane way of fucking it taking awful. it out. Yeah. I mean, like you know, what what would you rather do? Like shoot the cow and you know have it run until it bleeds out. I mean, yeah. like. You know, oh, horrible. So. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, but the thing is, is that yeah, we, I mean, like we have this idea of what if it being quote unquote horrible, but that's just the nature of. It's gotta the accept world that. We you gotta live accept in. that, yeah. yeah. I, but some people don't want to know. I get it. But I, I but, actually think that, like you know, I, to a certain degree, I think that, like you know, you should a, a human being should be forced to, you know, dispatch an animal and to un, to better appreciate what right. it is they're doing, sure. what they're getting, that what they what they are consuming, you know. Yeah. And if you can't, if you don't have the you know the the balls, the balls, <laughs> the the wherewithal the, the to fucking to, to, the stones to do it, <laughs> then you don't deserve it. Yeah, you know. I mean, but uh, you know, I mean, uh, we live in democracy. Yeah, and uh, I'm not a government official. So, <laughs> cool. so um, a fellow named Brian Sim at, says, Luke, hope you visit Singapore again. Will you go to Singapore? Um, well, I'm working on it. Definitely working on it. Yeah. So um, cool. hopefully, um, I've got some projects with uh, Flab Slab and um, Flab Slab. Yeah, oh. uh, float like a butterfly, uh, butterfly sting like a bee. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I like that. And um, they are. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Coe. He's uh, the uh, um, president, the mastermind of. Uh, Flab Slab. And, wow, you his know. names are just next level. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's really good at that. Cool. Okay, he's wait. probably yeah. one of the most angriest guys on the fucking you know in the toy the Asian toy world. Yeah, let's see. Potashio then comments. Um, it's also interesting to see how artists publish their sketchbooks as books, uh, yeah. which makes a new purpose for books. You know, Kim Kim Jong Gi is an example, right? Because he does a annual, mm-hmm. you know, his own book, right? Annual, right. yeah. I mean, he draws fucking a lot, so he's making these I, books. I would not have anything worth publishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what zines are for. Well, you know, I mean, like, I, I think process is very interesting, yeah. right? And, yeah. like, you know, like, artists like um, him and, say, Tarada, you know, like, those guys are amazing. Yeah. 
You know, oh, even Yos- Yosuke, sure. you know, a lot of these guys who, like, draw but for some of these, pleasure. Yeah, and, but there's, like, the books are, like, 300 pages, man. I don't know, you know? Yeah, that's a, like, that's a little too much, <laughs> like, you know? How do you, <laughs> like, take it yourself a nice freaking, like, you know, like, have you seen those Moleskine uh, three-packs? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, take, sure. take one of those, yeah. you know, and draw that much worth <laughs> of, of good quality stuff and publish it. That's cool, right? You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's you only need yeah. like maybe like you know like an eighty to a hundred and twenty yeah. page book. And remember, kids, if you're making a a zine, it usually should be divisible by four. Oh yeah, that's a, you know yeah that's that's kind of important. Need need those page the page counts. Yeah, yeah. Trust yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. so you got WonderCon coming up? Yeah, WonderCon's this weekend. Um Friday, Saturday and Sunday. It's like it's the little like you know, like left ball of Comic-Con. You right, know, Comic-Con's right. the whole body. Here's the left nut. It's 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 WonderCon. <laughs> it, it's Is it droop a little lower than the right? Yeah, or is the right droop a little I don't know. <laughs> it just sags a little bit, you know. It's this little saggy little buddy. Oh. Saggy little buddy. Saggy little buddy. Saggy wrinkly little buddy. Um yeah. that that's what it is. It's in Anaheim. Uh it's a convention. I mean, if you've never been to any comic convention or – I don't want to say comic convention, but just – I guess it's a pop culture convention, right? Mm-hmm. Go to WonderCon. Check it out. I think I think in that way it's it's good. But if – man, if you've gone to a bunch of conventions, WonderCon's just all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, doesn't have, <laughs> it doesn't have quite the hype and the madness yeah. of a San Diego Comic-Con. But, but it is like – I would say maybe this is like Comic-Con uh, 20 years ago. Maybe, oh, yeah. maybe, or fifteen yeah. years ago, right? There, I, I never. Yeah. Went, it's sort I, of like that. It's like an. It's like Comic Con and its younger stage. How long have you been going to San Diego? <laughs> twenty, twenty-five years in a row, maybe twenty-five years, something in like a that. Row. Maybe twenty-six. Yeah. Was the Z? Was the Oyster Giant Robot, or were we going before? So I went once before Giant Robot, uh, one year. So I think I guess I went in nineteen ninety-three mm-hmm. as the first time I went to San Diego Comic Con. And then '94, Giant Robot started as a zine, and then I was, went back to Comic Con, and was a small press. Wow! Yeah, had a small press table. Yeah, so I've been wow. going ever since. Uh, yeah. My first Comic Con was my first San Diego Comic Con was yeah. in 2005, I think. And I remember at the time they still couldn't fill the entire convention center. Right. You know. And, um, you know, like there would be like we, a giant, uh, monkey King was, I went, I was going with monkey King and monkey King like was all the way at the very, like the far end, like the 4,000s area, or I think it was the 4,000s. And there was this big fucking open space there. And I was just like, okay. Whatever. <laughs> what you year know? was that? Uh, 2005. 2005. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember. Oh wait, was this when, oh man. They had a reorganization, and they put all the toy people in the back part of Comic Con. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah. you know what? I was offered actually to- this was this was before that. Okay. This is um like I think they did that in like two thousand and seven, and um I was offered to go like be part of that, yeah. and I said fuck no, I'm staying where I'm staying. Yeah. And I now I'm hearing that everybody wants to come back, and I'm telling everybody stay the fuck away. <laughs> <laughs> Like, don't come back here. You bailed. Fuck you. 
stay over I, there. I like your location. It looks yeah. good. It's but like, I, I, I'll I, take but it. at the same time, I think that the four thousands are fine because like, stay over there. The the, the problem with the <laughs> the the, the, the I mean, like, well, the thing is, is that like you know, like you have like the Funko Funkos out there, Kid Robots out there, yeah. uh, Super Sevens That's over there. That's what you asked for, man. You know. That's what you asked for. Stay over there. Well, I mean, like everyone wants to come back if, now. I, do they? I mean, like Some I, have, yeah. I, I think that like Don't if you're a, a toy person, then you should be in the toy section. But if you're a small press, or if you're like, um, you know, doing like books and stuff like that, then you should be where like like you are nucleuses and all. I know like that. is I saw was it a what was it? Is it HBO had a booth right by Monkey King? Mm-hmm. Disaster. Oh yeah, I was like, this is fucked up. Like, I would not want to be here. Yeah, no, no, it's yeah, that was like fucked up. Like, that was all wrong. No, and I don't know if it's changed or not. Um, but, you know, Warner like, Brothers is right by it. That's what it was. King, it yeah. was Warner Brothers, I guess. But it yeah. was like people were pressed up against his booth, like backs to the booth. You yeah. know, and yeah. I was like, and it was, I was like, what the hell is that? Yeah, it's still there. It's, it's horrible. It's still there. I mean, I don't know whether or not it's like he needs to lay right there. Yeah, but he needs like, to lay down like you know those fart pellets or something. <laughs> like, it's so bad. Well, you know, you know, it's what's crazy is just like you know the way the way they escort VIPs in, like you know, like they kind of need to have like these like big booths against the back wall. Yeah, they need just yeah they need to separate it better. But yeah, that's the problem because they, what they'll do is they'll put like security and like you know how like. There's these nooks cut cut into the back wall where like they have all the doors going out. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah. all just like send security and block everything between the um, <laughs> they'll block the entire like walkway and freaking like you know between the booth like the Warner Brothers booth which is a huge booth right right and then like yeah. that back the back doors and then like the doors would open and people will you know be escorted to the right. um, the thing and like fans are screaming yeah ah! so. WonderCon doesn't quite have this. <laughs> <laughs> it does not. Right? It does so, not. But there, there, you know, the entertainment stuff is starting to happen at WonderCon. Is it? Yeah, yeah. There are like some shows that are starting to get promoted. I believe they're going to promote Legion at WonderCon. Um, they're probably going to promote the DC Channel. You know, I, like I don't think Avengers is going to get. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be like smaller shows, and I'm not tiny, but smaller. You know, like the next level lower, maybe right. TV shows, but it won't be like. You won't get Game of Thrones there, no. But you're going to get like some other shows that'll be there. I'm actually, and, which is cool. But well, not that Game of Thrones needs the promotion. No, they don't but... need it. But I'm saying is that they would do that at Comic Con, but they're not going to do it at WonderCon. Hmm. You know, your WonderCon will get like a show, but the big show might be Legion. Actually, like, that'll you know, be the big thing I, or something. You know, last night I yeah. was listening. Um, who plays Daenerys uh, Targaryen? Uh, um, is it Targaryen? I don't know. Some hot blonde. Yeah, like she was actually like on like some NPR freaking show doing like interviews, uh-huh. and I was kind of like, "Is this the the press junket for probably Game of Thrones? Probably because like, I mean, they I don't, don't think they need it, yeah, <laughs> no. I know. but it's it's just yeah. massive. But yeah, so yeah. we will be at WonderCon. We're kind of near one of the entrances, front entrance, I believe. Mm. We have a booth kind of near there, which is oh. nice. I'll be there on Friday. I'll come and visit you. Friday's the first day. See you there. Yeah, I got. I I, I got my like. I do look. know that Saturday is gets busy. Uh, Sunday not as much. Mm. Friday definitely not as much. But I know Saturday can feel pretty full. Uh. Which I remember the first year. I mean, I think I've done this four years in a row. All right. I I do notice that uh, Saturday is pretty good. Can I bring yeah. some shirts in for you to sell? Did you bring them tonight? No. And what else did you bring? Nothing. Oh, where's this? Uh, we're, after this podcast, you know, 
everyone for everyone who you ever run into Luke Chu, ask what he got in the trunk. What's in the trunk of your car, Luke? <laughs> this guy's like you know, like too short and like that whole myth of uh, all the rappers selling CDs out of their trunk. Or selling mixtapes from your trunk. Luke sells toys from his trunk. No. So I've seen only, you, yeah, man. I've, I've done it before, but only because <laughs> I, I was prepared. I've but, seen this guy with toys in his trunk, and that shit's for sale. And it's like all rare shit. <laughs> so. not, 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 no, like, you don't like, have anything in your trunk right now? No, nothing in my trunk oh right my now. Oh, my God. But like, I do Sometimes have like some like of the Boba shirts. You know, in the and, trunk? Uh, and some, you know... I, you probably don't need any of the I asked for scrambled shirts. I'll, I'll, I'll no. tell you, in a, you know, after the podcast what I need. Okay. All cool. right. All right. All right. All right. We're going to have yeah. some swag yeah. From, yeah. from me at yeah. the giant robot booth. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, but like, wait, so the, the show that Mari Inukai is like promoting, I, I, I heard a, a, a rumor. Rumor. That like Pendleton Ward is going to be in the show. Pendleton Ward, uh, creator of Adventure Time, Time, is going to be in the show. Wow, I didn't yeah. know she like they were like friends. Um, that's big time. I, maybe he went to Cal Arts too. Is, I, I'm not is, sure. Are they the same age? Because I like I, I, I imagine him as being like some big bearded kind of like older is, guy. I think he's big bearded. Um, I don't know. I have no idea how old he is. I mean, he's uh, not like a young like he's not in his twenties. Right. I'm assuming he's something. Yeah. I'm gonna, maybe. Uh, but I don't think I've officially ever met him and i kind of don't know what he looks like either uh-huh. i have no idea so he's going to be in the show were you an adventure time fan i a little bit i mean not a hardcore adventure time fan it's a good show i hate to say it like i don't watch a lot of animation uh, yeah uh, i don't yeah that's too bad i think i used to more but i don't i make up I, I i make Dude, up the difference you read manga too <laughs> i do i mean you read like all kinds of manga that's crazy yeah i know yeah. i'm just yeah. a, i'm just like a child at heart yeah you know yeah so i think yeah so pen ward will be there mr nice. pen and uh we'll see how it goes wow yeah. nice yeah are there any other animators that are uh have like i mean like you know pen ward's kind of got a pretty big name it's oh kind yeah of we don't have there's not no, there's no other superstar animators. There's going to be other folks that work in animation. Right. But I don't think there's other animators like that. Uh, yeah. Like Jeff McFetrich went to CalArts, and he's not in the show. And he doesn't – he did a little bit of animation. But he's – but yeah. Who's that? Oh, he's rad artist man. Uh, <laughs> he's not in the show? No, he's not in the show. Oh. But they probably were classmates. I wouldn't doubt – I bet you they were there at the same time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He's rad. But – after all of this, after all of this, you're there's going to, more. Yeah, you're going to Korea. And there's more. Yeah, I'm going to Korea. Uh, I'm going to Korea to see James Jean's exhibition. Exciting. Yes, he has an exhibition. Oh, okay, get this. It's in the Lotte Tower. So the Lotte Tower, or Lotte Museum, which is right. in the Lotte Tower. The snack museum, man. So Lotte, yeah, yeah. So did you know Lotte is a company that began in japan and also now is in korea as well it's, i figured it was a japanese company yeah but. Well, so it's a japanese company but the owner of it or the founder is actually a korean maybe he's japanese born but he's a korean ethnic ethnically korean oh, okay so uh he uses a korean name which means he's korean yeah he's korean but he probably he's not was, japanese korean because there's no such thing as yeah, japanese but he korean. might be like Second generation. I mean, who knows? Like, maybe his parents are born. Still not Japanese. I guess not. (laughs) But, you know, like Masayoshi Son, there's executives that kind of came out saying, I'm with a Japanese. They start with a Japanese name. Mm. And then all of a sudden, one day, they're like, fuck this. I'm not hiding. (laughs) I am Korean, and I'm going to fly the flag, right? Right. So uh, It's like uh, the name Kim becomes Kimura. Kimura or uh, Kaneda. 
Kaneda is often a Korean. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Because Kim, Kim, I believe Kim also sounds like Kin. Oh. Kin is gold. Oh. Kaneda, Kane means money. Oh. So, like, you know, there's a lot of connections to why maybe that they're using certain names. Mm, okay. So, like, sometimes the word Kane in the name is often a Korean last name. Oh, interesting. Kane means money, and then, you know, uh, it's like, yeah, which is all linked to gold, you know? Interesting. And which sounds kind of like him. So, oh. it could be all those reasons. But, uh, no, I'm going to the Latte Museum, which is in the Latte Tower. Right. Fifth tallest building in the world son whoa <laughs> yeah so actually i'm staying in the hotel so this building is so big there's a museum that's gigantic evidently because i've seen images of it and james is that is- what james isn't showing in yeah nice yeah the lotte museum which is in the lotte tower lotte tower also has a hotel so i'm staying in the lotte tower hotel uh-huh. so i'll just have to come hopefully downstairs to his art show <laughs> you know i don't have to leave the building <laughs> are you gonna go crawl around and look for some Korean barbecues and like yes, I mean I'm only there for a very short time. I'm there for uh, literally two days or less, okay. less than two days. I'm going to get there um, evening of the f- uh, second. Mm-hmm. Shows on the third, mm-hmm. the VIP day anyway. The show Ooh. starts uh, technically on the fourth, but I'll be I'll be at the show on the third right. for VIP night. Nice. And then I take off to Japan on the fourth in the morning. Peace I, out. How long are you going to be? Yeah, you're, which means we're going to have a. Be on a couple week break, right? Oh no! I know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. It's all. It, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. That's. Yeah. It's not me. You need to apologize to. It's, it's the fan. It's all bunch of you. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna do that, and then I'll go to Japan. So hmm. uh, only there for six days. I mean, you're not gonna be out that gone that long. No, but I think it might be. We'll see. Maybe we'll just miss one week. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I that. don't want to ca- get you get get you when you're jet lagged or anything oh, no, like I'll, that. I'll, I can do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm a fucking champ. Ro- robot and the bear. Robot the, the robot. Bear. The robot will not be the weak link here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. So yeah. No, I'm uh, I'm excited to hear about your 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 journeys. Yeah. You know? No worries. We'll we'll bring that up when it you know then the first podcast back. Yeah. 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 Well, freaking yeah! I, I'm sure the James Jean show. I've seen like some of the Instagram stuff. It looks oh freaking amazing. Yeah, he was actually, uh, you know, working on some of that in your secret gallery, secret secret studio, secret studio. Yeah, some of it was painted in in the secret studio. No, I wonder where that is. It's a secret. <laughs> yeah, uh, the paintings. Some of them are, I believe, 36 feet and over 11 feet tall. But they're in four panels to make one big painting. So. I suppose that means what's 36 divided by four, nine feet wide by 11 foot something tall. And, uh, the, you know, four of them together make a 36 foot painting and they're, yeah, very epic. I can't even think like that. Like I, I, I do most of my paintings in what's known as portrait, um, like proportions where it's like taller than wider, right? you know, yeah. um, because most of my work is very kind of portraity, sure, you know. But yeah. like, you know, to think like in landscape, you know, <laughs> proportions, you know, and like, because like, I think that like, you know, especially when you're looking at something that like has a horizontal configuration, like there's almost kind of a sense of time that goes through it, right? Right. Because like, you know, when you read like um, left to right, left to right, websites are left to right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if Asia, does anyone like 
looking at websites right to left. Does that happen in Asia or nah? Is that bullshit? There's no way, huh? It's got to be left to right. I think it's. Uh, I think it's kind of because um, that's half visual and part of it's like literal. But you know what I'm saying? It's visual too. Well, it's, some of it, like you, you, you'll you see, like right. you know, you won't see text arranged, left, um, no. you know, yeah. top right. to bottom. But you'll unless it's like an image file yeah. or something like that. But, but like the text is never going to go right to left. So I think maybe it's almost universal. That I mean, you know, in, at least in the world. Well, I mean, like, like originally, gonna, like you know, Japanese yeah, and Chinese. And down or right I'm not to even left. sure about Korean. Is Korean um, like Dude, calligraphy I, done I top no, to bottom, right to left? I have no idea, man. It's actually kind of weird that yeah. it was done that way because I mean, like the, the 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 logic behind doing writing left to right is you know most people are right-handed, you know, and it's just an, a way of being able to write without dragging your hand over. You know yeah. what you had written. Yeah, right. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know. Yeah, I'm assuming that's what. Anyway, so <laughs> I don't even know what we're talking about now. What happened? <laughs> we were talking about um, like I was just talking about the fact that like you know creating yeah, a painting that's eleven foot by thirty six. Sure. You know, I mean, like that's like Holy one. Smokes. And he did he did seven of those three point two proportions. Yeah. You know, yeah. and like I, I can't even imagine like trying to think that way. Like you know. Like when I do like have to horizontal proportions. Well, that's like murals. You do murals that are horizontal proportions probably. Sometimes. I've done two of them right. but, or three of them. But the thing is is that like I still treat them with the same kind of, um, you know, por- you know, like, like the kind of portrait kind of compositions. But, but like – Yeah. Hmm. Just do it your way, man. Well, whatever that turns out, do it yeah. your way. If you had that project to do a super wide painting – You'll find a way to do it. Yeah, I'm I, sure I would. You'll but... you'll just paint a bunch of portraits. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I would. I, I don't know. I, I, Whatever it is, I mean, you'll you'll find a way to make it work. So, well, you know, we just you just have to get presented with that situation, and you'll do it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You know, I think that like, I don't know. I mean, like, bec- uh, yeah. I, 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 there's like, you know, have you like, if you look at like old like Chinese scrolls or something like that, nor they would do these in, in, insane landscapes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't like doing background kind of drawings. Like, I'm not. I don't like drawing, drawing. Like right now, I'm so fucking burnt out on fucking art. Like, right? because I've just I've done two back to back right shows and i'm just like i want to play video games and build gundam models <laughs> and fucking just eat and, recharge you know yeah. meet people and get out of my fucking apartment you know i don't want to do art but i still have to do art because right. i have fucking deadlines but like um you know it's uh i i i i wish i could be one of those guys that like just that draws like Yosuke, like Torada, like that Korean guy whose name I can never Kim Jong-gi. Yes, Kim Jong-gi. The um, Geeter. The Geeter. The, ge- the, the, the Geeter. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. um, you know, like, I'm, I'm often curious, like, you know, what proportion of artists listen to um, this show? Like, I have no idea. A lot of the artists that, um, a lot of the, most people who've told me they listen to it are artists. Oh, okay. I But non-artists, I've heard. Few, yeah. but I feel like you know, most of them are artists. I, I mean, like we we definitely we, oh, no, do, our, 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 but we don't want to be the artist podcast. It's like being the artist artist, right? Oh, we don't want to be the artist artist. We don't want to be the artist artist. Maybe shit. Are we going there well, now? <laughs> we, had, we had some other topics, but yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like you know, I, I mean, like I, I think what I was uh, we had originally planned on kind of talking about, like you know, I, I was I was willing to be pretty forthcoming about you know my my past with you know uh, drugs and you know because I felt like you know this would be a good time to like you know especially because like you know uh, Purdue Frederick got like you know sued. And yeah, what, had, they, what is that company called again? Uh, Purdue, Purdue, per, Purdue, like the uh, school, I guess. Purdue or Board, yeah, or the, it's a Frederick. pharmaceutical company. Fred, yeah, Purdue Frederick. Frederick yeah. yeah, I wow. think that's. I think it's Purdue. Frederick. Let me let me double check. No, on no, that. okay, it's not that important. I okay, guess, but they make know. they make uh, they make OxyContin. Okay, and um, they were. Um, I think they were sued by. I think it was Virginia or something like that. A that, state. A state. Wow. You know. And they settled. Oh, it was for, a lot of money. Yeah, two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, I would think it'd be bigger money than that. Actually, thinking about it. But. Yeah, but you know that is one of eighteen freaking states that are suing them right now. Can, why can't all states sue them? Uh, I think. Like the, I think that the devastation, you know, to different states was, you know, varied. And um, is Virginia a really bad? Well, it, I think that, like, I would think, I would think, isn't California pretty well, bad? You know, Oxycontin used to have a nickname, and it was it, the nickname was Hillbilly Heroin. Oh my God! You know? So wait, we're we're saying Virginia is a bunch of hillbillies that took Oxycontin from Purdue Frederick. I don't live in Virginia, <laughs> or I don't live where that state. I don't know where that state is, but yeah. I can speak from personal experience that, like you know, it, you know, was the drug that kind of helped me, kind of, you know, spin out, you know, uh, that set me down the path. But at the same time, you know, I was I was thinking about it. Was um, it prescribed to you? No. Oh, okay. Oh, hell no. Well, uh, who gets the prescription of oxy? I don't even. I don't know. Oxycontin was kind of created for people with, like, you know, like, um, what's it called? Like, when you have constantly have pain, um, it's not, I can't Arth- think. Like arthritis? No, like, if you're, like, dying of cancer. Oh, or, shit, like morphine yeah. type of thing. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is a morphine. So, Oxycontin oh, um, uh, is, like... There's hydrocodone and oxycodone. I hydrocodone yeah. is Vicodin. Okay. Oxycodone is um, uh, oxycontin. I see. And um, they do the same things, or are they very? Yeah, different? they're they're different. They're, they're they're they do the same things, but are but vary in um, potency. Right. You know, so like you know, you have like Vicodins. Well, know, Vicodins the Tylenol with Vicodin. That's I don't know what the milligrams are right, in that. Right. And then they have yeah, Vicodin I've ES, and they have Percocet. Percocet is also oxycodone. I used to back in the day. I used to like you know I was really into pills. You know when I started. Right. And so I um you know would go to my barn the Barnes and Noble that I lived across the street from and. You know, open up, grab the PDR, the physician, the physician's desk reference, you know, from the you know, the shelf, and just kind of open it and look for Schedule Two drugs. Now, when you're dealing with narcotics, um, and a pharmaceutical level, they put a, they give it a schedule number. Um, the lower the number, the more potent it is. Wow. So, like okay. a, uh, so like a Vicodin is a Schedule Four drug. So that's. You know, weaker. That's a weaker, gotcha. so technically weaker, and a Schedule Two drug would be OxyContin. Now, um, ouch! You sounds, know, sounds like okay. And sounds Schedule bad. a Schedule One drug would you know is would be recognized by the government as like cocaine, heroin, 
at marijuana. Oh, really? Know? Yeah. Oh, uh, so it's like the most refined thing is the is yeah. like a illegal drug, yeah. basically, except right. for marijuana, I guess. Right. You know, Holy smokes. So, okay. like, you know, most street drugs are really not – there's nothing refined about them at all. Oh, not refined. Well, I mean – I mean, they, you mean they have no medical purpose, quote in quotes, but they're just right. recreational. Right. Well, the thing is, is that like you know when you're dealing with like, you know, fucking organized crime syndicates, you know, yeah. refine refining drugs, they're doing it at the bare bones minimum. Gotcha. You know? They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. It's unregulated. Dirt. Unregulated. It's, I gotcha. You know, and then by the time yes. it gets to the street, it's cut to shit. I see. Know? So. But um, well, it's just to make more money, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know. But um, stretching out that pizza dough by adding more flour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got you. Exactly. Put yeah. a little more water, a little more flour. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um. You know. But I. I mean, like, you know, I was thinking about it like a little while ago, and I was thinking, like, you know, my. I think my personal interest in like drugs and drug culture kind of um, started way before I you know, kind of started, you know, experimenting with drugs. And I remember like, you know, being in elementary school in the eighties and was I, in, was it the eighties when I was in, you know, yeah, eighties, I was in elementary school and I, I even wrote a paper on cocaine, oh. <laughs> you know, and like, this was like, you know, during the entire like Reagan era, like right. just say no, just say no. Yeah. You know, this is your brain war on, on drugs, drugs. The war, war on, on drugs. drugs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so, I mean, like, you know, at the time, like, you know, I, I was fascinated by, like, drug culture. And I was fascinated by, like, you know, William S. Burroughs and, like, the oh Naked God. Lunch stuff, gotcha. you know. Yeah. And I was just genuinely curious. And so I think that curiosity is something that I ended up taking to well, along with me when I went to college. And, you know, when I, I didn't do anything like that when I was in college because I had it hammered into me by my parents. Like, if you don't graduate from college, you know, you're out of the family or, oh, no. you know, yeah, or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. You know, always, I mean, they never, my parents never said anything like that specifically, but I kind of felt like, sure. you know, that was, you know, that would be, that would, would that is what would happen if I didn't graduate from right. college. But, you know, I mean, like when I was in college, I experimented with like LSD and, you know shrooms and actually I, I tried marijuana for the first time when i was 17 and i hated it uh absolutely fucking hated it i remember like sitting um my story for my my one major marijuana story was um it was the first time trying to smoke it i was i smoked cigarettes you know and um I, you know, kept trying to smoke this shit and try, like, I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't feeling anything. Like, what the fuck is wrong with this? I'm not feeling anything. And then, like, by the time I finally, finally felt something, I was oh. so fucking, like, blasted <laughs> out. Oh, that's what, that's the weirdest part, because you don't know what you're supposed to feel like. Right, but right. It's, like, weird. It's, like, on a different plane in your own mind, right? It's, like, you haven't figured out what that plane is, but you're actually high but you don't even know no, right isn't that the weirdest thing it is the weirdest and thing. then you figure it out and you're like oh and you never and you'll never leave that again but until you goes you know well then the next yeah. thing you know like i start getting nauseous and i go to um, i was with a group of people you know i go to the fuck i go to the restroom i crawl to the restroom <laughs> and fucking like i plant myself in front of the toilet 
and uh, I just puke all over like my fucking hands uh, and my fucking. Why didn't lap you just puke in the toilet? Because I couldn't fucking reach it. I was oh, just like, oh. Geez. And oh I was my just God. like, and then like all my friends were like screaming around, like Luke pukes, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Okay. Good friends there. Oh yeah. Thank you, friends. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, yeah. I mean, like they cleaned me up and everything, and then like I passed out on the um, sitting up and wow. in the couch and. Um, and then I continued trying to figure it out for years after that. Like, well, everyone loves marijuana. Why just, can't I love it marijuana? It just doesn't work for you. It's fucking like, and I, I, I finally kind of deduced that, like, I think I'm like allergic to it. Could like, be. You know, yeah. like, you know, my lungs would get very irritated. Holy smokes. Anxiety, you know, like just like, paranoia. Paranoia. You, yeah. yeah. And no, so horrible. I finally was just like, you know what? can't do this yeah so when did like your i guess partying become a problem well okay and so how, how does that ha- or how did that happen because uh, it sounds like you're just having a good old time right now uh yeah except for not not the smoking pot part but no you've got friends that are like well, you know like laughing and having a good time it sounds like you guys are just having a you know this is recreational yeah, recreational rec- and recreational like, you know, fun. Yeah, yeah, recreational fun. Well like you know, harmless I, recreational fun, I hope I can say at that this moment. But but, but I graduated yeah. from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo in two thousand and no not two thousand nineteen ninety seven, I think. Mm-hmm. And um but I got hired by a comp- uh, a company, the Ernie Ball company. To as the as an in house graphic designer and advertiser, strings, advertising. yeah, strings, guitar yeah. strings, guitar strings, and music man guitars like the Stingray bass. And oh, everything okay. Like and um, wow, I actually I, knew that. Yeah, somehow. Oh, they're huge. They're in Ernie Ball is like one of the number one like you know um, string producers in uh, for rock and roll and rock guitars in um, Ernie Ball, North America. North America. And I, is he still alive? Uh, Ernie Ernie passed away. Oh, but he, uh, before he passed away, his son Sterling, you know, Sterling took, Ball, Sterling Ball. <laughs> wow, I actually just talked to him today. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. We're still like you know. That's his name. Yeah, Sterling Ball, dude. I know. I'm Platinum Ball. <laughs> <laughs> but like he, um, he kind of you know, like you know, uh, they hired me on, and I got really close wow. with the comp- uh, with um, with Sterling, and you know. Um, and I was just kind of living in San Luis Obispo, one of the most boring fucking cities for a 20 something year old to live in, you know, unless you fucking surf, you know, and, um, you know, drink or whatever. And oh. at the time I did drink, I drank a lot, you know, right. I was drinking like, you know, almost every night because wow. I was just so fucking bored. Lots of, there's a lot of like these days, there's a lot of beer and all that stuff there, right? Like. Right. Breweries. Are there's micro breweries? There's, there's, there was breweries. That, that whole scene is but there. But I, I used yeah. to just go to fucking like, you know, dive bars and sure. fucking, you know, uh, drink my boredom away. Right. You know, um, you know, because I think that like, you know, living in um, a, you know, an, an active environment where there's so many different things going on at once could like – might have been probably better for me, but I just lived in San Luis Obispo. Right. You know, there's only a couple of things you could do, you know, on the surface, go to school, get drunk and fuck, uh-huh. you know, but then like, you know, I think I soon the school part was gone, you know, right. and, um, you know, I kind of like got really, you know, 
you know, got myself into a lot of like stupid situations with the fucking part and it got even more, and, and it usually went hand in hand with the drinking part. And I kind of like, was like, all right, you know, I think, you know, I need to wait to find like, some things, figure something out here. Okay. Wait, you opened up the door here. What about this fucking part? Like, what, what are the weird situations? You just, you just name hook up, you just, you name just... one weird situation that was pretty good. <laughs> that sounds that sounds peculiar. <laughs> Did you? I've got some really funny stories <laughs> about that, but I don't think I don't know whether or not I want to put any of them up right now because it'll like you know, like you know, it. it I, I I don't feel like sharing any of these right now um, specifically. But like you know, damn, what, what, you're, you're missing out, everybody. <laughs> I, I don't know what they are, but they sound good. You no, know, yeah, you, know, you know, when you when you go to bars and you drink a lot, you know, and you know, you just end up kind of hooking up with people. Damn, you know, everybody go to bars. <laughs> at, at least you know, uh, you know, especially in a college town, you know, because like you know, you just got a lot of a bunch of young people, you know. Who are like you know, who want to party you know or whatever, but like um, so I ended up like you know meeting a bunch of locals you know because I now was basically a local, and um, I you know was I had always been genuinely curious about drugs you know and yep uh, through them you know I was able to I was introduced to a lot of. You know, to cocaine and, you know, just partying and stuff like that. And then I remember uh, I was hanging out uh, with um, some people and they kind of, you know, introduced me to snorting Oxycontin. Wow. You know, and I remember the and first. That, that's a pill? Or yeah, it's a pill. Okay. And they crushed the pill up and right. they would, you know, cut into lines and you would snort it. And there was so much narcotic in the pill um that like it was um yeah you, you might as well have just been doing like a any, any other you know street quality drug but um i think that like you know i mean i, I remember listening uh watching an interview with um what's his name um ozzy osborne i think it was jack osborne son of ozzy osborne who um, was uh, addicted to OxyContin, you know? And he made a comment like, oh, yeah, I was hooked the second I did it. Well, I could speak from, um, you know, my experience that I was not hooked the mm -hmm. second I did it. It took me a long time to get hooked to it. Like, and the reason why I know that, like, it took a long time for me is because even upwards to a year after the first time I did it, if someone, you know, was sick or something like that, I would give them the last bit that I had just because, you know, I felt like they needed it a lot more than I did, you know? So what do you mean sick? Like, like they would get dope sick, oh, you know? And I see. Wow. I, I always kind of, I think the reason, and I also kind of like had like in my head, like this weird sense of like, you know, I'm better than them, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, I was a college graduate. I was award-winning graphic designer. You know, I had a, good job you know um i was smart and so you know these kids are fucking idiots you know? <laughs> <laughs> look at look at them were, get they, were they locals yeah locals oh, i see you know look yeah. at them get fucking stupid about you know get, get all fucking strung out and shit right and so i um yeah i kind of you know 
you know, it took me a long time to really develop like a, a like a for the the playing around before the playing around became a problem. Wow. You know, and I actually remember like, you know, when it became a problem and that was when I, like, you know, was out and I was tired, you know, I was just like, oh man, I feel achy. I'm, you know, kind of like, you know, uh, yeah, I need to get some sleep or whatever. I think I might be, I mean, I think I might have a cold or something like that. And then like a friend of mine kind of goes, oh man, I think you're dope sick. And I'm like, dope sick, you know? And then, you know, um, you do a fucking, a bump, know, a bump, <laughs> I do do a line and suddenly you feel like it's like almost kind of like this, like the, uh, the way I would describe the, the, the high that I got from Oxycontin. And I think it cha- it, you know, varies from person to person was it kind of felt like, you know, uh, being immersed into a hot bath, uh, like a perfect hot bath. Where you just feel everything just relaxing and, you know. Did you say that before or did I – I think I've heard this before from somebody. I think I've probably said it Or maybe you. you've said it. I probably have said it before. Wow. You know, and – That sounds kind of nice right you know, now. Yeah, I yeah. want to get into a hot uh, bath myself. Like, but And like yeah, you watch like wow. everything oh. like get pushed to the back. You know, like all your problems just kind of get pushed to the back. And um, I am um, – and – that's, that's oxycotton. That was yeah. That was uh, the oxycotton that we were um, opioids that we were playing with, and um, what, it's even more noticeable when you're sick. I remember reading you, you something. Mean dope sick. I guess. Dope sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember. I think uh, William S. Burroughs kind of made a comment about like, you know, the best high in the world is, you know, the high you get when you know you you know, you know, do a hit when you're sick. Wow. Because it's like you you feel your body like it feels like you're falling apart and you just feel everything snap back together again. And um That's wild. <laughs> that concept's wild. It's um yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's a it's kind of a it's a, a frighteningly amazing feeling. Mm-hmm. You know. Um so like you know, like people will like often like say like, Oh, it's you know, you're you're trying to chase your first high. It's like, no, nah, it's nothing like that. You know. You might be trying to chase your first high of the day, you know, <laughs> day. <laughs> but like, you know, of the day. Yeah. you know, but like, you know, wow. uh, after like, you know, you, um, you know, but like, I think that like the, the, the best high is one when you're like sick and you're hurting and you're, you feel like you're dying, you know, and you fucking fix and suddenly like you're ready to get to work you're ready to fucking like you know go take a jog or fucking eat a meal or did you actually do those things well you know the thing that or did you just kind of lay there in this nice warm (laughs) warm body feeling that you're talking about you like lay down for you you kind of like enjoy it for a couple minutes and then you're like all right i'm ready to go i'm ready to do something so you're functional yeah and you would do this at you would go to work or whatever of of course did anyone know was this kind of like on the down low, like obviously, but did oh, anyone, you know, like, can they tell? I don't think they could tell in the beginning, uh-huh. but I think, I mean, that's like the, the issue with a, a functional addict is that like, you know, you are doing a, a substance to keep you even, you know? Um, wow. So I, now you're needing this to like be 
normal. Right. Yeah. yeah because wow. now, once you realize that if you stop doing it, you start feeling sick. Oh, you kind of start like that's the dependence part, I suppose. Yeah. 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 Oh. Uh, exactly. Um, you know, I was uh, strung out for about fourteen years. Holy you know, smokes! So on and off, fourteen years. Uh, in between, somewhere in between that, like in the middle. I had a uh, moment of like of about a year and a half of being clean, which is when I got my art career started. You know, how did you do that? I mean, uh, how did you get clean? Like, was that intentional or was it just cold turkey type stuff? Both, a little bit. Yeah. Um, like you know, I, um, you know, as things got incredibly crazier and crazier in, in my with my life in San Luis Obispo, you know, I um, I met a girl and you know. At the time, I was kind of trying to clean myself up, you know, and, you know, she, you know, I guess she liked me, so she wanted to help, you know, and I um, ended up, like, you know, kind of, like, not really wanting to quit, mm-hmm. you know, and so... And this I, is in, she was in San Luis Obispo. She was in San Luis Obispo, and so... Like, you know, we would party, and so I'd introduce her to the drug, and, you know, she would get high, and we would get high, and, you know, soon, like, you know, I had, like, you know, and she was, like, you know, she was, she was like, maybe, like, maybe about a couple months older than I was, and she worked, you know, in the town, you know, as, a like, a masseuse, mm-hmm. you know, nothing shady, you know, right. just, you know, but, like, um, and she went to, like, school at the city college or something like that. She was from Chicago. And so I, uh, you know, introduced her to the drug and, you know, there was, um, you know, the thing, you know, that doesn't get kind of mentioned a lot, you know, with substance abuse, people who use drugs is the way it affects your libido, you know, and it basically, I think one of the things that I loved about the drug was the fact that it just, just obliterated mine. Like it wasn't even an issue anymore. You know, I, you know didn't have any interest in being with you, anybody you had a powerful substitute i guess right yeah exactly yeah. and you it know. probably medically it probably medically drains that part right yeah. oh absolutely sure. absolutely sure. absolutely yeah you know and then like you know there is like the issue of like you know when you're like weaning yourself off you know your nerves are all jangled and you're sensitive like especially down there you know so like you know you're like not be able to perform, you know, like, you know, you used to. And then when you're on it, you're so numbed out that you're not able to climax. Right. You know, so um, that kind of really kind of made my relationship with her kind of difficult, you know, but, and it, I, to the point where I would actually kind of like, you know, to get her off my back, like I would give her drugs Oh wow! You know, like leave me. I I can't deal with right, this right, right. Now, wow. kind of thing. So um, that's gnarly. Yeah, uh, things get things get pretty fucking you know crazy. You know oh. there, and then years uh, after, uh, I think maybe I've had a year of dating. Like you know, uh, things were going bad with her, oh, no. and so yeah. she. But like you know, um, you know, uh, just to 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 make it to sum it all up in the easiest way possible, like basically. Um, she, you know, um, gets, um, her hands on a syringe and gets high that way. And, uh, with the kind of, uh, 
I don't know, like for the entire time up to there, like I had like was very anti IV drug use, anti, you know, like you know shit like that. So you you turned her on to. Drugs, I turned her I on to the pills, and then she turned me on to IV drug use. Wow. How did she get ahead? I mean, is that ahead? Like, that just sounds worse to me. She had an experience before meeting me, you know, where she had done it. Okay. Wow. um, What's the difference, ultimately? Like, if you use IV, is that just faster? It's faster. It's harder. Like, the rush is much deeper. Oh, wow. You know, it's like, you know, especially, like, if you're doing something like cocaine. um, I like to say that, like, people who snort cocaine are wasting perfectly good cocaine. You know, the only way people should be doing cocaine is by either smoking it or snorting it. Wow. You know, because the rush is completely different. But but what you mean injecting it? What about injecting it? Yeah, inject slamming it? it, you know, oh. like injecting it or smoking it, like smoking crack. Oh, okay. You know, but, um, you know, don't do cocaine, guys. It's it's bad. It's, it's also <laughs> really expensive, isn't it? Or uh, yeah, I mean, like, it can. It, it can become expensive. What, what, was Oxy expensive? Um... Well, you know, the Oxy, like, in the beginning, I, I was getting it for really cheap. Like, uh-huh. you know. I mean, these are just, you're just getting it from some, like, local kid whose parents had a prescription or something like that? Or where's it's it coming from? Lot, it's basically that, but a lot more complicated. I mean, because this isn't from uh, a drug lord in Panama or Colombia or something, right? Or it's not from... Pablo Escobar, right? He's not dealing oxycotton. This is coming from a pharmaceutical the company of, in the America. Amount of phar- the amount of pills this guy was getting his hands on yeah. was insane. Okay, uh, yeah. I don't think he was getting it from a fucking but it's pharmacy. Pu- I think he was getting it somewhere else. Okay, well, I want like like you know because like, I mean the factory who's like making big it is- Ziploc bags yeah. filled with pills. Wow, like an insane. I I remember seeing him open a briefcase and he had like. Ziploc bags this big, you know, filled with like Vicodin, filled with Oxycontin, and they don't prescribe that those kind of numbers. (laughs) But that's interesting because that's an American. I guess that's where the lawsuit comes in. Is that as a produced in America drug, right? Yeah, made in America, probably. Um, Somehow it gets out to the, you know, the the drug dealers to sell to persons like you know. In, in I, I still don't know how that's he got wild, his, right? his drugs on. Because uh, yeah. the other ones, numbers. you realize, oh, it's coming in through some shitty submarine or, or in a trunk of a truck. Or, or in a, a fucking cargo, a freight car. Yeah, you right? know, in a, but then this thing. this is different. This is coming out yeah. of a, a, probably a clean-ass factory with, I mean, like clinical scientific factory that's really – so boring it's yeah. you know with, well, with the, the, cameras the everywhere people and, don't realize yeah. some people I mean, it's, also, it's also now known as that like oxycontin is also you know you could cook it in a spoon and put it in a syringe and inject it as in, well any ass form i suppose but yeah the whole point is just weird that it's not um you know we, we can't classify it as an illegal substance because yeah. it's not an illegal substance yeah. it's fucking yeah. i mean it's illegal for non people who, aren't, who do not have a prescription to possess but the whole thing is it's made for a, a medical quote medical purpose that right. got uh got out of, out of control yeah i made mean in america right you know the, the most popular epidemic. pill version of the pill is this 80 milligram pill which is a little bluish green kind of pill it says oc on one side 80 on the other but like you know what you know that's an 80 milligram pill you know, basically, you could cut that into eight slices and fucking 
give it to a person who's never done it and get high eight different times. So wait, like crazy high, like off your feet, <laughs> fucking, like and maybe is... potentially puking your guts out high. Wow, and this is for somebody. Uh, these are for people who supposedly have injuries or uh, yeah. or cancer well, or something. The, the, the like, thing that I sort of don't even know the actual for who are, who are going through term like not terminal like something yeah. like consistent pain. Wow. You know, like back injuries. Um, you know, yeah, gotcha. You know, maybe even like just seems like it must be prescribed in such a small amount. Then, well, you know, you when know, your like, when your tolerance goes up, you just fucking get a higher, stronger uh, pill. Yeah, I, I they even yeah. made one hundred and sixty milligram pills that um um, which are these big like pill like long kind of you know pill, who can take pills. that? How much? So how much would you do? Um, I would probably go through one hundred and sixty milligrams a day. Oh my gosh, that you sounds know. horrible. Because you're just now you're saying that that's At, enough in for the beginning. So, but then wow. I, I think I would be. I mean, like I would have like three or four pill days. I'd have two pill days. You, you know what I'm trying? Two hundred and sixties. Two like eighty milligram pills. You know, <laughs> it sounds like a lot by your description. Well, I mean, like like I was saying, yeah. like you could cut into eight pieces yeah. when you're like a New. novice, uh-huh. but like you know, soon you're just doing quarter pills like in one sitting. You know, and. You're usually kind of fixing several times a day. Wow. So let's say – I don't even want to say it. But let's say a a user uh, who who gets clean goes back to it. Do they start over at the lowest? They should if they fucking want to like not kill themselves. I see. You can't just jump right back into a 160-milligram day type of thing. Like if you decide to stop on Saturday and then decide to start again on Sunday. You'll be fine. (laughs) No, no. But I'm talking about like (laughs) – let's say you have a decade in between – are you, are you now like a lightweight? You're back to yes. being a lightweight. Oh, oh so it absolutely. starts over. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but yeah. like, um, uh, you know. Man, so is that what the lawsuit's about? Is basically that it's made in America that you guys. The lawsuit, I think, is about the fact that um, the um, people who, who were promoting and selling the pill really pushed the, 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 the drugs. They lied about its potency and they created incentives for doctors to push it on their patients i see yeah you know, so yeah that's um, and then uh you feel like oh man they should how are they still even in business that's the bigger question um well i mean it's not the only pill they present uh, they um, produce and i think Do, sometime should, yeah. in 2000 and <sighs> I don't know the exact year. I know it happened when uh, after I'd stopped doing OxyContin, but like, you know, they reformulated the pills so that it's not a, as easy to abuse. I see. Like not Im- easy to abuse or abuse, ob- like, obtain. It seems oh. like crazy that it's like even said, harder to obtain now. Like I like it is, okay. you know, like my my um I was talking to my dentist about it, uh, about like prescription painkillers and um you know, getting like, you know, say I was just curious. I wasn't asking for myself. I was just curious about like you know the Vicodin situation thing is because I remember like when I got my first, my wisdom teeth pulled out, I was prescribed Vicodin. Did you take you know? that? I took one and I hated it. Uh-huh. You know, but I think you know like the, the difference between doing like a Vicodin, you know, when I was you know sixteen years old versus doing a, a snorting a line of OxyContin when I was you know freaking you know twenty five. You know, was that like? You know, I, you know, the, the thrill of doing this, you know, nose drug, like, you know, emulating like the stuff that I had a youthful interest in, like people who used cocaine and stuff yeah. like that, like kind of added to this, you know, mystique that I had in my head about what I was doing. 
Wow. You know, um, yeah. And also knowing that, like, I was doing the pharmaceutical equivalent of a heroin, you know, knowing that, like, you know, so many of these, like, beatnik artists and, you know, artists from, like, you know, the 60s and 70s sure. were, like... like the Burroughs and the... Uh, yeah, all those guys, yeah. yeah. You know, that I was living that life to a certain degree, you know. I, and little did I know that I would actually be living that life to it. You know? <laughs> but, like, you know... um yeah, I well, you know, I so you know when um, the pills when I originally was getting them, they were like twenty dollars for an eighty milligram pill, and I watched the prices go up to like eighty dollars a pill. Oh, so is that how much it costs now? Or they, I, I think or they, last they, they, time they, last, I mean, like, but, but before they they reformulated, I think it was about that price, about close to sixty dollars a pill. So that's ex- that's kind of expensive. Yeah, it was really expensive. Yeah, but um, and so like what I ended up doing was I ended up you know expanding my social circle <laughs> and um you know and meeting fucking uh people in like pismo beach who dealt heroin oh wow you know and um uh, shifted from using um pharmaceutical um opioids to doing street grade opioids because the prices were much cheaper i see and um you know it kind of saved me from being sick so, wow. And, um, what's the diff? what was the ultimate, well, not ultimate, but what is the difference? I mean, do you, could, would you is it a very different situation? Like what the, the general feelings were a little bit, you know, kind of the same. It's, it's a little, you know, I don't, have you ever smelled what like heroin smells like? I have no idea what heroin smells like. Okay. Maybe if I smelled it, I'd be like, I smelled this before, but i I don't know. It smells like balsamic vinegar. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, shit. Okay, yeah. I don't like balsamic vinegar that much. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> well, you know, there's like, Italian restaurants, man. You guys are just they. <laughs> it, it, it smells like a florally kind of vinegar smell. Wow. Um, That's it, weird. I, I would have never thought that. Yeah. Uh, like I remember, like before I even considered doing like IV drugs, I'd get my hands on some heroin here and there, and um, I would like you know would smoke it, and freaking the smoke was so acrid. Because it's acid, you know, you inhale, you, it's so hard to hold into your lungs because it's just like, it feels like it's burning your lungs, Whoa. you know, and freaking, um, you know, now think about like fucking putting that in your veins. <laughs> Worse. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I, sometimes when I was like, whenever I walk around downtown Los Angeles, say off of Broadway or spring or like. You know, main streets, like, you know, you, you could, like, just walk around. You could smell that, like, vinegary smell in the corner, in the street corner. I thought, maybe I thought that was piss, though. Uh, piss has a much less strong smell. Like, I, I consider piss to have more of a basey kind of, you know, <laughs> we're analyzing smell. We're in, analyzing piss smell and right now. But. heroin has this really, like, Acidic. So if we're ever um, together and you smell it, point it out to me because I have no idea. Yeah, uh, I might. I might be like, "That's piss, bro." <laughs> My piss, you know. But yeah, yeah. wow, so, man. Yeah, that's and that was also that was also in uh, I guess central coastal central California. Yeah, is, is, is that a hub for this? Like, I mean, I, I would no. think that like Fresno is bad, and I would think Bakersfield would be bad. You know where I, it, I think it was kind of bad was King City. Have you ever heard of King City? King City is uh, where there are very uh, active police. 
they have a very strong police force. Yeah, that's where everyone gets uh, tickets. The, yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. midpoint between uh, yeah. apparently between L.A. and San Francisco. But that's where everyone gets a speeding ticket. Right, they have very active police. Yeah, that's yeah. off. They're off the one hundred and one though. Is that is that right? Uh, yeah, I think not off the five. It's the it's the one hundred and one. Yeah. yeah. So like you know like you know you get like people like you know bringing drugs up from Los Angeles you know Kings, to, oh because it's like halfway maybe yeah wow that's what I think I think I don't know and like I had like friends um you know like met like you know and of course you know I was still dating that girl you know and like so oh my gosh and, you know that relationship must be a strange one to think back upon it's a sad one yeah you know because like on one hand like I kind of led her down into this path and the other hand i mean like you know like she liked to at the time i mean she liked to party but she it wasn't a problem right you know like you know um you know i think that like you know drugs can be used recreationally but once you cross a certain line like there's just really no going back you know and um you know like I don't know. I, I I don't know. I've I've you know, you know, over the fourteen years I've been in like three rehabs, you know, and um, I'm pretty familiar with like the entire fellowship and like AANA kind of like you know groups, and I can understand why you know some people kind of like have these very strict like no intoxicants. No smoking weed, no fucking this and that, you know, um, attitudes toward toward drugs. But, like, I don't think that it's for everyone. You know, I don't, like, you know, when I was able to, when I stopped, I, I didn't, you know, um, I, 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 I didn't turn to the, uh, to those groups. Um, but I was also lucky because I had, you know, my art career. I had, you know, the, the, the one thing that kind of gave me a reason to, to live, you know, um, you know, by the time I was ready to stop and I had been ready to stop for years, um, I, you know, I, that sounds kind of funny right there. No, like, but like, I just couldn't stop because I was in this consistent cycle. I was living in Los Angeles, right? you know, um, and this was what year, 2007, eight or I stopped in 2010. No, no. But I mean, the when when did you move to LA? Two thousand three. Oh, okay. So you were you were here for a while. Yeah. And wait, art was rocking at that time in two thousand five, six, seven. Yeah. I think I recall that art was selling really well then. Yeah. So oh, you were yeah. probably doing pretty well. I was doing great. Yeah. Okay. I, I had like some very impressive financial years. Wow. You know, mm-hmm. and I blew it all. You know. <laughs> Um, you know, I could say like, you know, this is like, you know, but you survived it, man. Yeah. That's, sur- that's kind of the most amazing, like invaluable part is I, yeah, I, the stories I, you're telling are horrifying. Like mm-hmm. hearing about <laughs> injecting into your veins no, and all that. Kind of, I, oh I, 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 I had people fucking OD in my fucking bedroom, freaking like, you know, and like, you know, and it didn't, I didn't even flinch at like my roommate and I throwing him in the back of our car fucking with his girlfriend and with his very conscious girlfriend not od'd and then tossing him out of the back of the trunk in a fucking hospital and oh go, just left him outside <laughs> yeah and just going you were we have no idea who you are and just fucking like boning oh, out oh my god <laughs> like you know it's, it just puts you in a really fucking i i was just in a really weird fucking you know he, you know head place you know like was, I, I was, know. was your roommate okay 
Oh, that wasn't my my roommate and I would drag this kid who was OD'd in my fucking you know. <laughs> Did you ever see the kid again? Yeah, oh. yeah, I saw the kid again. Oh, okay. You no, know, but like you know, like we were able to get him pretty quickly to a, a hospital as soon as he turned blue, and he did turn blue. Well, people, <laughs> people really turned blue. Yeah, he turned Holy blue. Shit, like you know. Wow. Um, mm. actually, like I mean, like I could get. Into, there's a lot of. I'm I'm kind of glossing over some details about like where I was in my head because it, you know. That's a crazy story right there, yeah, though, is uh, the fact that you're just – you're like, fuck this. I'm I, I dumping actually, this guy off here. I, well, I was pissed, too, because yeah. I was trying to fucking, like, find, you know uh, – I was trying to fix, you know. Like, you know, the more you do this kind of shit, your your veins kind of go bad. So, you know – But like, we have a lot of veins in our body. What's, I always wondered what the problem was with that. Yeah, it's just, you know, the thing about, like, you know, trying to do this shit yourself is that, like, yeah, you could get the, the vein in, but sometimes you punch right through the vein. Oh, the needle, yeah. You know, and um, – So what happens if you miss? Uh, you know, then, you know – You're injecting into your muscle well, first, or something? Uh, first, yeah, you can, you can do that. It's yeah. called muscling. You know, you, <laughs> well, there's, a, there's a name for that. I thought, yeah, okay. Yeah. And that works too? Yeah, that, that that works, but it also has you have a very high chance of getting abscesses. You know, there's also like skin, another one called skin popping, where you just kind of like inject like underneath the, Ugh. you know, Ugh. that the sounds turnus, awful. Okay, um, and that sounds then, awful. You know, like, but ideally, you want to get into a vein. Yeah, it takes you know once you get into a vein, it usually takes a couple seconds to. Um, no, you're because your heart is pumping yeah. blood all the time, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless you're is it who is it who has a no no pulse? It's just automatic flow. You know, is it like Dick Cheney or something or one of those guys? somebody really? with an artificial heart? Oh. No, it just it's just it's an artificial heart, so it just pumps. It just keeps going. Mm. It's like a machine that so there's no right. you know there's no slow and up and down. It's just one speed and everything's just flowing. Dick Cheney. Yeah, He's I think it's a Dick Cheney. I'm not sure. VP. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, but the whole thing is, yeah. Yeah. No, the blood, blood is flowing through your body like at all times, right? If you're alive. So like that's got to logically be the way to. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a conductor. It's a conductor, you well, know? Uh, you know, yeah. I, I, you know, I and usually like if you don't get into the vein, if you get in the muscle, you get abscesses. Right. And yeah. like I've had crazy fucking abscesses, you know? Oh, wow. Um, like. You can still like you know when I'm like you know I, I'm lucky in that like a lot of the uh, the marks on my arms are kind of gone, but like you know on you know if you take a good look, you could still see a lot of like the scar tissue and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and you see these like holes in my fucking you know arms where like I would remember I'd, like it'd be all puffed up and I'd like squeeze it and just like black and burgundy colored fucking just crap and some like pus with this. this out of my wow arm. like there's still splatters on the ceiling at my mom's place oh you know, fucking, there are yeah, yeah. oh and uh, do, on your parents do they know what that is they have an idea you oh. know my my they don't, dad, they're not like saying oh luke you're painting no no no, no. shit no, no i mean like it's not like seriously noticeable but like i can oh. if you if you came by oh. my mom's bed uh, my old room at my mom's place i could like show you like oh yeah there's What's oh no! Oh, and, that is just you know. Oh, that's. And, I mean, this kind of goes back into now, like after I was living in Los Angeles and doing the kind of work that I was doing. Um, you know, a lot of my artwork at the time was pretty dark and pretty bloody. Sure. You know, and I think. Well, is this still like going back to the the robot with the you know with the record broken? 
Is that still no, like that? No, I was sober at that time. Really? What yeah. year was that? That I was th- I thought that uh, was that was 2004. Okay. You know, and yeah. then like, you know, I think I really relapsed soon oh, after no. that. Okay. You know, um, I was sober for about a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, you, you mentioned know, that. Um, you know, long enough to kind of get my foot down, put my foot down, and um, it's that find a voice and, you know, do it and, and work with it. Now, um, I think that, like, you know, one of the, like, you know, like my work started getting really dark and heavy and kind of bloody. And I associate a lot of that with the fact that, like, you know, I saw my own blood several times a day, you know, by you know, when I, you know, was using and, you know, getting high. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, though I didn't really think of it at the time, I think it it's easy for me to make the association that, like, you know, I, you know, the blood is kind of a metaphor for my addiction issues, mm-hmm. you know, my self-destructive tendencies and stuff like that. Um, I think that like, you know, and like, which is probably the reason why I don't really find myself feeling inclined to paint, you know, a lot of bloody bears and stuff like that. It's because I'm not there anymore. I see. You know, I'm, you know, trying to find other way. It's it kind of feels like a crutch to Mm -hmm. like, you know, like knowing that like, Oh, people like the bloody bears, but like, you know, I'm like, but I'm just not. There in my head, and you've anymore. evolved. You yeah. know, you've evolved and uh, survived and evolved. So, right, yeah. But, but um, I think that, like, man, you know, that, that just sounds like a tough way to live. I don't know. It is like it sounds exhausting. Oh. Like thinking about just me thinking about it, I'm just like, man, this is so exhausting thinking oh. about the the amount. I mean, this is daily. That's daily. the whole thing. Daily, you have to you have know? a dealer. Because I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, you party smoke pot like a week ago. Hey, that's cool. Oh, had a good mm-hmm. time. This is like something darker and daily. Yeah, daily, daily. And if you don't have it, you feel sick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, well, you know, I by by the time I left San Luis Obispo, I'd basically worn out my welcome in every way. Like, I my roommates at the time became drug addicts. You know, my ex girlfriend now had left. You know, fled to Chicago, back to Chicago. Wow. You know. Is she okay now or do you know? I think she's doing okay. I, you know, okay. She, I think, you know, she, yeah, she had a kid and like lives oh. in Pittsburgh as a working for like, you know, a massage, like a um, yoga studio doing like massage stuff, you know. Well, so. she survived too then. Yeah. 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 She did, you know, but like, I think that like, um, yeah, so I worn out my welcome in like every fucking you know, way Man. possible in San Luis Obispo. And I retreated to like, you know, Los Angeles. And the reason why I was able to get sober in Los Angeles was because I didn't know how to fucking score, you know, drugs in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Like you, once you know how to do it in like a small town, that's just kind of like the routine you develop, you right. know. And I uh, like, you know, you know, moving to Los Angeles was a break in my routine. And um, even in the beginning, I would like, like I would take you know one day out of a week and like make a trek to San Luis Obispo. Oh wow! You know to fucking like score a little bit just to kind of take the edge off of you know my um, you know my week or something right. like that. You know, and um, the the you know I ended up doing like cannibal flower art shows mm-hmm. and 
you know, coming out to the West Side and sure. checking out Giant Robot. Sure, where I was scared of you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit scared to be dead honest. But uh, were there moments like while you're doing all this where you're like, you know, what? Not not during when when you were when you were doing this. Uh, were, were there times when you're just totally like moments of clarity where you're like, I shouldn't be doing this, or was that never even a factor? Or did you ever think that? I knew I shouldn't be doing this the entire time. I see. But I, you know, was, you know, even like, you know, when you're sober, like, you know, you, you're like, you know, when you're first kind of trying to shake the, shake it off, you go through very dramatic mood swings. You know, you feel like, you know, first, I mean, once you get over like the three to four days worth of dope sickness, which is what usually happens, it those days about, must be really bad. Well, those are rough. I've only know? seen it in movies, so I don't know. You yeah, know? yeah. You get you know yeah. some like you know you, you, you essentially go through a, a, like insane anxiety feelings. So that what I, from my understand, like the vomiting that you feel, like when you you see like dope addicts vomiting, that's basically kind of like you're you're just you're so you know tense and oh, anxious wow. that your body just like clenches up your stomach and you know forces everything out. Yeah. You know, you can't relax. You can't sleep. Going through, you're you're depressed. You know, you maybe you're, if you're lucky, you're getting like two hours of well, sleep. Isn't there medicine for that? I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Methadone is that what it is? There is methadone. Methadone. Yes. Methadone is a. a that, is did that a, work for you, or did yes, you do that? I did. Yeah, I did yeah. do that. Okay. You know, um, it just that that sounds like to me. Every time I hear that, I'm like, that sounds awful. But it's actually a good thing. I don't even know what methadone really does. Methadone is another opioid and yeah. it's a maintenance program thing. I see. Where they, you know, they have a doctor at the, yeah. um, the, um, the, the place where you get it. They do like annual checkups on you and, um, what it ha- has a chemical in there that is a dopamine blocker so that when you are, you know, on the medication, if you do get your hands on, like, some heroin or something like that, mm-hmm. you can't get really high off of it, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, mm-hmm. and interesting. Wow, you know, I didn't know it did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, it's it's designed to discourage people from. Yeah. You know, wow. You know, okay. Doing that stuff. This whole thing sounds reminds me of like that drugstore cowboy movie for some reason. Oh yeah. You oh know, yeah. I watched that movie several times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know. Like some things that I'm hearing, I'm like, God, that sort of reminds me of that. So, yeah. yeah. I, I used to kind of fancy myself a, a, like like a, like when I was looking at PDRs and stuff like the physician's desk references, I would, yeah. you know, think of that movie. Wow. You know, and yeah. like I never like, you know, went so far as to like bust into a pharmacy or anything sure. like that. But like when it like because it was a small circle of people that were like, you know, getting these pharmaceutical narcotics, you know, people would come up with like, you know, weird pill bottles and you know, we would look them up and see whether or not they're worth anything, you right. know, or not. But, um, yeah. And, but LA, you know, freaking it actually, you know, it's a lot, you know, once you kind of figure it out, like in LA, like, you know, where the drugs are and stuff like that, it's a whole lot easier out here. Where are they? Um, well, I, I fig I, I, I was getting fucking dirt dope, like you know, shit dope because of the fact that like you know i was going downtown to look for it to so that means it it's cut up with all kinds of stuff or right. something right right yeah okay. you, like you know you like you know the um the, the the dealers in downtown used to be on this weird schedule like there was this fucking um like if i remember a long like years ago fucking you'd be on the corner of fucking 
Broadway in sixth or spring in sixth and fucking at like five in the morning, the, these fucking, you'd see these junkies just piled up on the fucking street uh, waiting uh-huh. for a fucking dealer to fucking show up. And they'd always store their shit in their mouths. Like, you know, they, they would pack them up in water balloons, roll them up into little balls, like, you know, and then fucking, you know, stuff like their mouths full of these. You give them the, uh, a certain amount of money and they would spit the balloons out. And you're supposed to put those balloons in your fucking oh, mouth. Oh, gosh. You know, I would always fake it because like, I couldn't, I don't oh. know what is going on with this guy's mouth. Right. Okay. So <laughs> you, know? you had some sanity left at least. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You're, you're like, okay. Well, I, I that mean, just like, sounds disgusting. There, I, I've even, like, I've seen fucking people fucking sharing needles on the streets right. of fucking oh Los God. Angeles and stuff like that. I got propositioned by, like, this fucking woman who, like, like was missing all her front teeth and, you know... Like she, you know, she she was kind of she knew the streets better than I did, so I kind of turned to her for help, and you know, she wanted to, you know, party, party, and I was like, you know, like without my clothes on, I guess, and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry, this doesn't work down now, you know, because I'm Wait, getting so you were hot. naked with this lady. No, she wanted to fucking have sex, and uh-huh. I was just like, yeah, it's not going to happen. Wow, you know, it was there, and like and she had no teeth. Yeah, she was like literally like a toothless crack. Oh shoot. So you're hanging out with people that look like that? Um, I, I wasn't hanging out with them, <laughs> okay. but I, I was turning wow. to them to help me navigate the streets. Oh, I because, see. This, like, that's not, okay, so you, you were in this the dirtiest part of L.A. Yeah. But when did things get better? Like when did – you know, like I'm sure they had to get you – didn't, you didn't just stay there, right? Well, no. I mean like I, I then I got introduced yeah. to this like this place. That, that sounds was, like a place that you wouldn't lose your money. Like you couldn't oh, spend that you much can, money. You, well, yeah. I mean like you know you, you could lose your money but you won't lose a lot of money because right. you know. Yeah. Um, but um, I got introduced to this place that was called The Store. Well, we, at least I called it The Store. And it was the store that was on the corner of Broadway and 3rd right across from Grand Central Market. And it used to be a store that sold T-shirts and, like, you know, stickers and stuff like that. And the people who ran it also u- were using it as a front to fucking oh. sell their fucking dope. Holy smokes. And that's where they made their money, maybe? Yeah. More money? Like, you know, you, as I long mean, as the store was open and one of the two people were there, you could fucking get your dope, you right. know. And, and was that, like, better quality then at that um, point? Well, it was – Better than the shit that the gangbangers were fucking selling. I'd be there buying stickers. Sorry. <laughs> I'll be like, yeah, I want that sticker of a butterfly. I want that exploited sticker. Yeah. Oh, they know? had punk rock stuff? Yeah. Oh, wow. I okay. want, oh, and then they also had like stalker, uh, like soccer fucking team, like Mexican <laughs> soccer team stuck- <laughs> stickers. Oh, my God. Okay. You know? um, but then, um, yeah, basically like – but then they kind of start offering me the quote-unquote clean dope. Wow. You know, and um, you know, so – yeah, I so and then like the store gets busted. Oh, they yeah. got busted. Yeah, got busted. Oh wow. You know, and soon she was doing home deliveries. The same person? Yeah. So their bust getting busted didn't do shit for their uh No. Okay. They, they, they weren't like, We better get out of this business. No. They just went right back into it. They just went back into it and Holy tried smokes. to play it a lot smarter. Okay. So they did home delivery. Home deliveries. And okay, so, so this is like Uber Eats. Yes. Okay. It was like Uber Eats for drugs. Uber Eats for drugs. Wow. You know, and then like they didn't they, have an app though. Mm, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, soon. I mean, like I remember after like I cleaned up, you know, fucking what was that like dark web fucking site that like eventually got busted? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I forgot what it was called, but you could be able to get like heroin and fucking. Did you use that? Okay. No. Oh, okay. No, I never owned. Oh. I've never owned a Bitcoin in my life. Oh, okay. Because you had to use Bitcoin to sure um, use that. 
But I mean, like, you know, it's just to, to wrap it all up, fucking, you know, and bring it back into the art career. Like, I felt like, you know, like, you know, there's all these like stereotypes and ideas of like the artist who fucking like the Basquiat's and fucking yeah. artists getting fucking like, you know, high and coming up with brilliant ideas, you know, and this and that. And, um, that it didn't work that way for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's some, that's some bullshit. Huh? You know, well, yeah. I mean, maybe it worked for them. It worked that way for them, but didn't work for me because what I ended up doing was I ended up like kind of like going, okay, I have, I need this much money a day. And for me to come up with that, I need to fucking sell, 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 you know? So what, you know, sounds like it might've been a lot of money. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this was at galleries and stuff. Like yeah. Galleries and, and, you know, and, you know, doing print releases and stuff like that. Wow. And I, um, kind of like, you know, I figured like, okay, this is the kind of work that's selling for me. So I'll, focus on that and i got so wound up around this formula that i worked around that like my i felt like you know i still feel my work is stale and boring mm -hmm. you know i still feel like i i'm still aching to find a way to change it you know uh yeah but that's 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 the real artist in you the, yeah. i'm not sure if uh those you know what i'm saying that's the real artist in you today mm -hmm. that's a probably a different reason why it feels you know what I mean? It feels that way. Mm. Well, you know, it feels stale. It's like that's because you're searching for your you're, – you're pushing forward. Mm. Maybe before it was for a different reason. Well, like I, I wasn't pushing forward when yeah. I was using. I was sure. – I needed – You were know, trying to make money. money. And, and yeah. so um, – and like you know, every time I would con continue painting, I was just be like, oh, my God. Why? This is so fucking like – you know, I, I wish – you know, I, I wonder what it would be like if I stopped using – Mm -hmm. how much would my work evolve? How right. much would my work change? I was, you know, so genuinely curious about that. It was my, mo it was when I vote my motivation to quit. It was my motivation to stop. And, um, soon, um, basically on October 24th, 2010, my dealer gets busted. Um, I'm frantically calling her because I'm out of dope. Um, I call it's a woman. Yeah, it's a woman. Okay, wow. I, I called her probably eight times. And is a dealer like she is? Um, does she does she do do any of the drugs nope. herself? Ah, okay. No. She She's was a business she was person, real business person. Wow, you know. Mm. Um, and she got busted. She got busted, like, like bad, like federal prison busted. No, nah, they're probably not federal. Okay, but she got. You know, uh, this is the third time I know she got busted. She went away then. So she went away. Oh wow. Um, but like I, you know. I remember finally got through to someone and like, you know, they talked to me and like in my head, my head is screaming to me like, that's a fucking cop. You're talking to a fucking cop. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and we make arrangements to meet. Wow. And like that I fucking go out to the corner of fucking, I think it's Highland and Gower uh -huh. where the Starbucks is, you know? Mm -hmm. And fucking, I see him, and my head's still screaming at me. This is a fucking cop. What the fuck are you doing? I fucking hand, you know, my money to him. You know, he hands me a fucking bag full of balloons. You know, and as soon as I fucking turn around, a fucking cop car comes screaming up right next to me. 
throws me against a fucking car, you know, handcuffs me. And I was just like, what wow. the fuck, man? Like, I knew this was a fucking trap. I knew this was fucking bad news. But I fucking, the junkie in me just didn't want to give up, mm-hmm. you know? Wow. And, um, so fucking, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, spent a night in the glass house, which is the holding cell for LAPD in downtown Los Angeles. Um, and, um, you know, fucking, uh, you know, I, I had been arrested several times before that, you know, in San Luis Obispo County and Fresno County. Um, you know, I would get picked up on fucking probation violations and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. you know, but this was the first time I got picked up in Los Angeles and like LA is now my home. Like this is, I have no plans on leaving Los Angeles anytime soon. Right. Yeah. You know, and so I just kind of like, you know, and from my experience, like if you get busted for drugs in a city and you continue to use, you're just going to get picked up again sure. and again and again and again. And it's just some, it's the percentages. It's just going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen that you're your, on their fucking radar. Your luck is going to run out eventually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. like, you know, I, um, I just, you know, I was like, you know, this is it. All right. You know, my, my dealer, the only dealer that I went to was gone. The woman. Yeah. yeah. Wait, how did you find this person? She was from the store. No, 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 no. The, the police officer or that you, you know, the woman that became a policeman. Like, how did you find that person? Oh, the, when, I, when, when she got busted. Yeah. The narcs or whatever, the cops just kind of went had her, had her phone and just and just made phone calls. And I was calling her nonstop trying to get a hold of her. Shit. And when they answered, I was like, this is, this is a fucking cop on the other line. Right. On on the other end. You just knew. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I I fucking knew it. Right. And, um, okay. I see. You know, and yeah. So like, you know, I, I was asking where she was, and she's like, "Oh, she had to go back to Mexico because her father's sick, or blah blah blah, this and that." And I'm like, "That's fucking bullshit." Oh wow! <laughs> I know, like you know, because like you know, I yeah, I, I became friends with her too, and like we'd kind of talk a little bit, you know. And she was like fucking doing stuff for like other like B-list celebrity types, right. you know. Like, so I don't want to mention any names, yeah. but like. Um, so you're partying with glamorous people. No, I was partying by myself. Okay. You know, I think at the time, like fucking, but this, these kind of drugs you're doing, they're not social, right? No, they are definitely not social. They're antisocial, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I fucking like, you know, um, I, I would like, you know, be in my room fucking all day, all night long, step outside, you know, at the time I feel so bad for my parents because, you know, they like, you know put up with me you know they th- they they didn't want to see me die right you know so they still support you man yeah you know yeah. so i fucking like you know using their fucking house you know and fucking you know and i think they were just kind of praying that i would fucking eventually pull out of it and fortunately it happened yeah you know but like you know so you know yeah i i, I got into a methadone program and fucking and the um, rehab rehab things you said you went to three. Did those, I went to three rehabs those, while I was in Los they, Angeles. Did those help? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you know, like um, I. I mean, are those just uh, just at some like random like 
you know, like a little like office or something? Or the how first one, I was, I, I got some help from a, a friend of mine who used to was a recovering addict, mm-hmm. and he, like, you know, after explaining to him that I had done some album artwork before for another band, this is before the Fallout Boy uh-huh. thing. Um, he was able to hook me up with a group called the Musicians Assistance Program (MAP). And, you know, they help musicians who like, oh, wow. you know, are going through some shit or people who worked for the music industry. And so they put me up in a really nice fucking, like, you know, rehab in, like, the valley. So were there, like, famous musicians in there? Um, I know you can't At the names, time, but... there wasn't any okay. famous musicians. But, like, I, there was a guy who was, like, you know, the engineer for Alice in Chains and, you know, and all the, um, stuff like that. And, like... Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers had donated a gigantic fucking TV to the place, you wow. know, and stuff. So um, that was kind of interesting. And then there was a lot of kids who obviously came from money who uh-huh. were, you know, put up there. So wow, um, that that was able. They they were able to kind of help me keep my nose clean for a month, and then I fucking you know fell apart. You know, like the success rate were fucking rehabs is supposedly only ten percent. Ah, very little. Yeah, yeah, very little. But, you know, the one thing you can get from a rehab is you can see that it's possible. Because mm-hmm. most people who work at rehabs are recovering addicts. I see, yeah. You know, and, um, you know, it gets you familiar with, like, the different resources that you have, you know, like the free resources, like the, the groups, the talking groups, you know. Helping you. Did you do that a lot? Um. I did what when I was there, mm-hmm. you know. But then you it didn't it, you don't it doesn't continue. You know, I just like you know their their thing at fucking you know these the fellowship is just kind of like there's a really a really strong religious overtone. Oh wow! To it, like you know, giving yourself up to a higher power, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. and stuff. And That's I, same as AA, I believe. Right, all yeah, those have exactly. Yeah, and I'm like, what if you're like. An atheist, yeah, yeah, or you don't believe in any of that—atheist uh, or Buddhist or something too, because right. it's not. Well, they're talking about like they, they they're talking. And, about, they're talking about white Jesus, right? Well, no, they're not just, necessarily. Like they? you know, my 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 first sponsor, um, who's the guy who helped me like get arranged, you know, for this, you know, with this program. Um, he would kind of try and like you know explain it to me and you know help me like rationalize it through a really abstract way like you know is there a power that is larger than you like say gravity Mm -hmm. or whatever you know and i mean like rather than like a a consciousness thing Mm -hmm. you know but kind of realizing that you're not in control of everything i see that's the point they want to make right Right. i Mm -hmm. see break you down to the point where you're like you know yeah yeah you're you're out of control bro Right. Yeah, got right. you. And, like, the thing is that I knew I was fucking out of control the entire fucking time. Sure. You know, it wasn't some, like, deep, like, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> kind of fucking moment. I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm fucking up right now, man. Like, you know, I can't fucking stop, you know, and I don't want to stop kind of thing, you know. That's so. scary. That just sounds – I mean, that that is – but it's true, right? And ultimately that it was a, an addiction, something that – you couldn't control, you know? Right. It's out of control. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, That's like, you was. know, how can any fucking rational human being fucking like, you know, not realize that they're going fucking out of control right now mm-hmm. when they're going out of control? Right. You know, I mean, like, you know, only a fucking idiot will fucking lie to themselves like, yeah, I'm 
I can fucking stop when I want to when you can't fucking stop when you want to. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, I mean, maybe if, you know, you're not that, you know, deep into the fucking shit, you know, but you're a lot deeper than you think you are, that, that could be something fucking, you know, to realize. But fucking I had holes all over my fucking arms and legs, you know, and I mean, like, it's not nothing healthy about what I was fucking doing. <laughs> you know, and I yeah. fucking, you know, like I remember fucking like, you know, I was uh, at some fucking, you know, kind of, there was, a, there was this one fucking hipster fucking spot and they did a Michael Lau show um, on, off of Melrose. Oh yeah. Wow. That God, I feel like that was there for just a short bit. Yeah. That art show. Yeah. Who was that? Uh, it I don't just know. seemed like that's one of those things where, there are art shows sometimes that pop up like that where I'm like, God, this person's really wealthy yep. doing – because they're spending a lot of money on something that might not make any money. Right. And then all of a sudden gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I was attending that fucking – I came to that – I went out to that event and like fucking um, – they had a bus that was going to like some after party or something mm -hmm. like that. And I – Got on the bus and I saw like you know and Patrick was talking to Michael Lau and uh, Patrick Lamb from Monkey King. Sure, and he in introduces me, mm -hmm. you know. And um, Michael Lau says something to Patrick in Cantonese, and I um, was like, "What do you say?" And he's like, "Oh, he says oh, you're like the most pale person he's ever seen in his entire life," you know. And that's just like you know, like I was just such so unhealthy, like. By the end of it all, I remember. Well, you know what? Thinking back, hate to say, I remember you being really pale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was really pale. Yeah, sweaty. Like when uh, I burped, like the smell that came out of me was rotten. Mm -hmm. Like it was. I. I was. I literally felt like I was falling apart. Right. Like you know, the my time was not long. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, if I kept that up, so. You know, I oh, got Michael Lau said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like the most pale fucking guy. Ooh. You know, I remember like when I was in fucking San Diego Comic Con and I'd be doing signings and stuff like that. Like, you know, they would, uh, Patrick would be taking photos and would review all the photos by the end of the day, and like it's just like fucking like there's scars all over my fucking hands. You know, was he photoshopping them out? Like, no, he was like, okay, well, no, not this one, not that one, not this one. Okay, maybe this one. I see. You know, um, it was it was it was a it was a real mess. You know, um, and I I don't know. I'm I'm actually honestly surprised. Like I I thought that like when I left it behind, that means that like. You know, I, I felt like I was the last one in the party, mm -hmm. you know, like I was truly surprised to see like how, you know, like the opioid problem in the United States, you know, got so much worse. Oh, it just know? kept going. You know? Yeah. And um, it's just crazy, though. I'm like still uh, I don't it's hard to understand how do these American pharmaceutical companies you know, like how are all these drugs getting into the wrong hands? It's well, just it's just bizarre. It, it that that problem is kind of past, to be yeah. honest. Okay, good. You know, at least the new problem is the fentanyl. Uh -huh. um, it's, what, what is that? Fentanyl is okay. You know, like oxycontin is measured in the milligram. Wait, fentanyl's in the news too. Yeah, right. Fentanyl is an opioid kind yeah. of yeah. painkiller. I figured that part out. Yeah, but is but, that also made by that same company? No. no. Okay. Fentanyl is actually being okay. Like there's so, a loss. Is this a, there's a lawsuit with fentanyl as well? 
I don't think so. Oh, okay. They're just trying to get get. In I've been hearing to bust the, it out. I, I've been hearing the news at the same time. Well, here's the thing: oxycontin mm-hmm. is measured by the milligram. Fentanyl is measured by the microgram. It's that potent. Wow. You know, so like, it's even stronger. It's super Scary. strong. Oh my it, it, god! Super strong. Wow. Like you know the the way you know I'm, my first introduction to fentanyl was with fentanyl patches. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, where, yeah, you yeah know, the patches. Osmosis. Gotcha. You know, you put a you yeah. put a patch and you just through osmosis would like absorb fentanyl. Yeah, well, you know, it's that fucking potent. Like uh, you know, um, and then they um, they also made fentanyl lollipops. You know, so they just have a tiny bit of fucking fentanyl in this fucking candy. Wait, who made this? Um, the pharmaceutical companies. Oh, so <laughs> but these aren't that. But those aren't the problems. The problem is, is that like fentanyl is being brought in from China. I see. Chem- or the chemical components to make fentanyl are being brought into China. The um, cartels and uh, deal uh, are fucking getting their hands on it, mixing it in with the uh, the heroin, in order to give their heroin a bit of a kick. Wow. You know. Um, and I uh, and I think they're also some people are kind of pressing the fentanyl into mixing it with binders and creating pills of it and letting you know um, having people who maybe were strung out on oxycontin before you know so now they're on to fentanyl. fentanyl wow you know. and so that's another continuing in the lineage of uh, right now the thing drugs, the problem yeah. with fentanyl is yeah. is because the potency is so fucking intense and so high with such tiny you know, fucking doses, you can like fucking come up with a brick like this big, which is not a lot of fucking shit and fucking service, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people with that fucking same, same thing. Meanwhile, like a brick like this, a fucking, you know, a brick of fucking heroin would be fucking, you know, it wouldn't go that, it would not have the same mileage. Right. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and it's easy to fucking hide bricks. Yeah. You know, and, you know, an entire in storage containers and shit like that, you know. Wow. So, so it just all it does is continue with a different flavor, different, you know. But the problem is, mm-hmm. is that like the opioid companies had created addicts, mm-hmm. people who had a taste for, you know, yeah. the painkillers, the opioid painkillers. Right. You know, once you've had that taste, and you and you still I haven't done anything to fucking quell quen, uh, quell your fucking appetite for it. You know, you're very susceptible to oh. um, the, uh, you know, to fentanyl. So, would you say that there's no, no, not much progress in in America in terms of uh, drugs? Is just getting worse? You think versus getting better? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, because I don't know how to measure that at all. But well, here, yeah. here's here. I mean, the, the here's one thing that, like, you know, I, I think we should. I, I want to kind of like, you know you know leave it with you know and that is that like you know um the only person who could help an addict is the addict themselves sure you know like i've tried so many so many so many times to fucking stop you know using um the only reason why i was able to stop was because of a perfect storm of fucking situations you know my own desire to see my full potential as a sober human being, my dealer getting busted and put away for a long enough time so that, like, she you know, she never reached out back to me. But, like, you know, if she did, and it was, like, just a couple of days after she got, like, 
no, I got busted. Mm-hmm. I probably would have fallen right back in, mm-hmm. you know, and having a family who were ready to, you know, help me. Right. You know, help me fucking, you know, like kind of figure my shit out, be patient with me and, you know, like help me like, you know, when I needed the, when I was ready to ask for it. And, um, you know, I think that was the reason why I was able to fucking walk away from all of that. You know, um, you know, do I still do it without your family, you think, or was that just like, well, I mean like that, that's the reason why I never felt like the need to go through like an organization like NA or a, you know, you had people. Yeah. Yeah. I did have people. Yeah. 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 You know, another thing is, is that like, you know, when you think about like, you know, say like the art scene in Los Angeles, there's not a lot of people out here that in our immediate circle that had those kind of habits that, that I know of. Right. I, I don't, there might be others. I don't even know. I mean, know. I, I know, I, I knew of a couple, but sure. like, you know, um, it wasn't that big of a deal. Why yeah. is that though? Like, do you think, I mean, I don't know. There's certain you know, like musicians. It's like, it seems like there's a lot of drugs in musicians. Um, but do you think, I mean, do you think that's motivated by people who are just in LA more motivated to have a career and move forward and drugs is just like not even part of it? You know, maybe I, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I just know like modeling for models. I happen to know like one or two, right. Mm-hmm. In the eighties partying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's cocaine, it's drugs, it's all the stuff. Now today, the models today, oh, it's workout, sleep early. It's, it's all the stuff that it's business, you know? Right. So it's like, no, you, there's no drugs. There's no time for that. Cause that's actually bad, uh, bad for your career. Right. Right. So it's like eighties party time. Everyone partied. That's what I heard. Right. Right. You know, and then now it's, yeah, it's sort of like, you know, like maybe athletes to some extent, some, some are going to do drugs, but a lot of them are just like, no, I'm going to make a billion dollars. I'm going to fucking not party. I think, you that, know, uh, I'm yeah. not, I wonder if that's kind of the, the, you know, new education of art is just, right. Let's just, uh, work really hard and sure. turn this into a career. This isn't, you know, this yeah. isn't glam. This is business so that might be some of it i Maybe. mean like you know a lot of the the, the artists that's just, that's just that, what i kind of preferably see i don't see anyone doing drugs how, how <laughs> many how many how many artists out there are that you know of um are making money solely on their art career like the percentage of artists that you know mm. it's a pretty small percentage i'm going to assume but i mean just on art i mean they might mix illustration none of them are working like at a hamburger joint and then doing art right well no i mean like that, even like even like working in, in an art office or something like that or I feel like there's a certain amount i mean right yeah I, I there's, would there's, there's a handful but i feel like maybe yeah i feel like there, there's 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 an amount yeah you know? i mean like you know yeah. I, I think that they're like, living they're living a dream or the dream or just the beginning of their dream right right, right. and yeah, because yeah. they're balancing a full-time you know work week with it or even a part-time work week yeah you know with you know their pursuit of their own you know art careers they just don't have the time to fucking do these things yeah you know also maybe like you know they like you know like i when i fucking relapsed in fucking like los angeles it wasn't because i was curious it's because i already was there yeah you know like yeah that's like it's a yeah that's a tough one to it just depends on the person and what they're you know what they did in the past right Right. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, like, and what, you know, I, I, mean, and I guess another question that could be asked is, like, were there any benefits to, did I, did I receive any benefits to the, that lifestyle? You know, and I think that, like, you know, the benefit that I received was I saw how low I can go. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw, you know, my near bottom, I mm-hmm. guess, you know, and I think, you know, the, that sight or that, you know, that vision that experience is what kind of, you know, gives me fuel to create the kind of work that I do. Yeah. You know, cause so. I mean, other people's rock bottom is like when they got mad through their cell phone. Right. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and my fucking rock bottom was when I was squirting out tablespoon after tablespoon of fucking pus out of my fucking arm, wow. you know? Yeah. So, was that the rock bottom, or was the rock bottom the the police undercover police incident? I don't know if I would call that a rock yeah. bottom. Okay, you know, it just uh, sounded it sounded like that was the rock bottom the way you described it, but you know, no, you know. no. I mean, like the squirting pus stuff sounds pretty bad too, and squirting blood and hitting a ceiling sounds also yeah, very is, bad. It's bad, you know. Yeah, um, I didn't even know that's humanly yeah. possible, but no, okay. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you know, it. it one of these days when you're in Monterey Purple, I'll, I'll show nah, you. No, that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll just give me the paint. I'll paint it over for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But like, you know, it's, I mean, like, you know, some people will, you know, fucking, it, it sounds kind of unbelievable, but like, no, it, I'm not, I'm doing my best to not exaggerate any the of these. The body can do stuff. weird shit that we don't understand. Yes. Right. So that's, I wouldn't doubt it, but it just sounds gnarly. Yeah. 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 It was, it was, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, and, you know, do I still think about getting high? Of course I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I still definitely, I definitely, when I'm like feeling like, like not happy with myself, uh-huh. I think about it all the time. So what do you say to yourself at that moment? I have no idea where to go to get this. So just fucking take a nap or fucking. Oh, really? You know. So it's not like a. It's, that that sounds like the wrong way to think of it. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, I would think you would say something like, "But you're not going to do it," and you don't, you know, I would think you'd say something like that, like yeah. more so than, "But I don't know where to go." Well, I don't know where to go, yeah. so I'm just going to fucking chill. I mean, yeah. that's I'm just being honest. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. you know. Do you think that's enough? Like, is that good enough to keep thinking that way versus? Uh, well, you know, part of being it is able to th- say. Fuck no, I'm not going to do that. I, I know I, I've become, you know, intimately familiar with my my cycle, like what yeah. happens when I use and how I create it, like an unstoppable cycle of sure. self-destruction, you know, and like, you know, it basically goes, I score some dope, I use two thirds to ha- half or two thirds of it. I save half of that last bit for when I wake up in the morning. Wow. I wake up in the morning. I fucking use that last bit of it. And then fucking throughout the rest of the day, I'm wondering, when am I going to get some more? Right. And wow. so then I fucking go back out. I get some more. I use two-thirds of it, save a little bit of it for the morning, and fucking go to sleep, wake up, do the rest of it, and then wonder when I want to get some more. It just keeps going and yeah. going and going and going and going. And so I kind of – and I, I realize like, you know – I cannot stop myself when I start, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it's better that I don't fucking go there at all. Yeah. But I mean, like for me to say like, yeah, I don't fucking think about it at all. I'm 
It's not, no. not even my mind. This is a fucking lie. Right. You know? Yeah. So, you know, and, you know, I, I think that, like, you know, when, you know, going through experiences like that kind of helped me realize a lot of hard truths about myself. And just to be fucking blunt about it. You know, so. Well, sir, I think you're better with not being on anything. <laughs> well, thank you. you know? I, I mean, I, I definitely off. could not do this podcast, yeah. you know, without, you know, if I had a, you know, if I was, you know, nodding out and fucking drooling all over Speaking myself. Speaking of which, I rem- so, you know, there are things in, in, in my life where I didn't, there was a person when I worked, I was 18, maybe I worked at a photo lab. Yeah. There was a guy who worked there sometimes and he would nod out all the time. Mm. And, uh. I thought he was tired. I found out he was on drugs the whole time. I didn't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was really a scary thing where I didn't, I was just like, oh, he's just tired. And he'd just fall asleep, like sitting on a chair. I'd be like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. oh, he crashed out. Well, Mm -hmm. okay. Well, he had a long day, I guess. And he would do that all the time. And then uh, one day I remember he was at the lab to do something, just his own personal work. And his mother came to bring him food. And then I remember... He wasn't there. Like he had shown up and then he left like right away. Like he didn't stay and do his stuff. And the mom, she goes, oh, yeah, I came to bring this stuff for so-and-so. And I was like, yeah, well, he left. And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, he came here. But then like left like two minutes later, he just walked out the door. And the mom was just freaked out, you know, because. Yeah. But I didn't know. I was just like, yeah, he just left. Maybe he went to go play video games, you know, like I didn't right, know. I was right. kind of like really naive. And the mom, though, yeah, I remember her worry, like, on her face. And I just remember that clear as day. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's freaked out. But I'm like, no, he's okay. Yeah. He's out playing, you know. He's, he's out having a good thing. time. He maybe yeah. went to to the beach. I don't know. But I didn't realize, oh, the mom probably knew what was up, you know. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Very, I could just see how it affects others, you know. Very scary. Yeah. No, I've never, like, um, you know, when uh, I was in, you know, my first rehab, my parents both came, you know, to, you know, do, like, a group meeting oh, you wow. know, with me. And I've never heard my mom, like, cry and freak mm-hmm. out like that before. Mm-hmm. It's a sound, it's a, a sound that, like, in a, in a moment that still resonates deep inside me. Like, and these are all white people? Like, like you know. No, I, they're African-American guy people. Uh, oh, people. I, I mean, okay, but they're not all, like, Asian. <laughs> Like uh, you weren't at like an Asian rehab thing. It was no. Um, it, it was, was like yeah. No, there's a lot of white kids. Some sure, black all kids, different. Oh, so know. okay. Wow. You know, See, I was like that's, that's really open. I, that's, I'm still like I'm always like the you know like weird like you know. Sure, you're Asian. the pi- yeah. You're the pioneer, man. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I mean, it just sounds like you know that's pretty like brave and open to your parents to like to be that way and share that way and. Go for um, it, you know. Well, I mean, like it was just. I mean, they have to do it. I guess if they wanted to do it, they had to do it. But right. it just sounds kind of wow. Yeah. That that's a gnarly uh, visual in a way. Yeah, because you know your parents are like nice, but they're you know they're they're, they're Asian. Asian parents. They're Asian, but <laughs> yeah. I mean that's what I'm saying. But Asian parents sometimes I feel like it's like a secret. Don't oh, tell yeah. anybody. Uh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like your no, my son's no. the, my son's the best. Look my, how great he my is. My parents and, you know, will. You know, my mom, sure. if my mom knew that I was fucking disclosing all of this shit on the podcast, they would fucking, my mom would like not be okay with this. Mm-hmm. She, cause you know, like she, she thinks it's like a family secret kind of thing, uh, you know. But I mean, for her to go to a, like you with a, to a rehab and like. Well, I mean like, like to, it was, it was, know, this, this is like my, my father, my mother still. and my sister, like, you know, in a, you know, yeah. with me in a room and a counselor. 
kind Still. of thing. It was pretty, like, you know, but, like, yeah. That's, that's, but, like, that's gnarly. You know, my that's, that, that's, that's got to be harder to do for a, an Asian parent. I, for some reason, I can't, you know, I don't know. Oh, yeah. like, maybe yeah. it's because I don't see it in movies or depicted much. Right. That just sounds like, I'm like, that just sounds harder for an Asian parent, just knowing how, like, the proudness and how quiet they can be and mm-hmm. secretive mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. I just feel like that is a big step. Like, yeah. that's, that's a huge step. Yeah. 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 No, no fucking, um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I, my father was a social worker for Garfield medical hospital. Oh, okay. And so, so he's kind of got, he kind of gets it then. Yeah. He gets oh, okay. it. And I can't even imagine like when I was, you know, using what he was thinking because, Fuck, you know, yeah. he would like see like 70 year old junkies fucking like dropped off at the fucking hospital and he'd have to talk to them and like, Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's a professional. Yeah. Mm. You know, he was licensed and everything like that before, you know. And so it's, uh, wow. yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's crazy. Like, you know, I can't even imagine like what it'd be like, you know, you go to, you work in a hospital and then fucking, you know, come back home and see your fucking junkie son killing Jeez. himself. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I think we went for quite a while now. We did. You know, I did. I Um, hope that like, you know, that this was a a journey, really a journey. Wow. I mean, there's a lot of details that I kind of like summarized just because like there's just too many fucking stories to tell. But like this one's a pretty big one. Yeah. Well, and like (laughs) in general, this is pretty heavy, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, thanks for being honest, though. I mean, this is uh, I don't know if talking about it's good or better for you or whatnot but i mean this you know, was uh this was <laughs> as honest as i think i i think i've seen a person so well you know i mean like the way i yeah. kind of look at you know drugs and now is that like if anything i can say can help a person realize and re- be find something relatable who's going through that kind of situation you know and here it can hear you know from someone else and can help them realize that like hey you know this guy was able to fucking pull through it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, I would like, you know, I, and maybe it could inspire the confidence in themselves to fucking take the steps they need to, you know, you know, work through their shit too. Yeah. You just so. got to do, but the lesson is you got to, you got to be the one that does it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean like yeah. you could have like all your friends and family, like you see interventions and shit yeah. like that. And like, yeah. I don't, it might work for some people, yeah, but I don't think it works for most people. Right, putting them on the spot, and yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know like, what a bad trip that would be. <laughs> it's like, oh man. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. like, the, well, the point of the intervention is to help them realize that they're not alone. Yeah, that people care about them, and they're willing to go out of their way to let them know that you know they're cared for. Because, like, people get stuck in routines. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, like say, you know, you're a fucking, you're, you're you know, you go, you're going through this routine of, you know, a, a drug habit. And part of that routine is your mom fucking showing up and bringing you food. Or your mom fucking, like, you know, driving you somewhere to work or something mm-hmm. like that. You begin to, like, not fucking, like, you don't really think of this as a fucking loving thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just kind of think, like, oh, this is part of the routine. Yeah. So, anyways, sure. well, we're going to be off for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I left an extra long one. How what t- how much how long was this one? Two forty five. Longest one. Booyah. Yeah. yeah it's very long. You know. Well, very 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 good. Time just flew right by. I didn't even notice it. So. Oh well, thanks, Eric, for letting me yeah. share this. Wow. You know, no, I mean, thank uh, 
people maybe there's people who should thank you as a matter of fact not just me but well, hopefully so well, well, and you know i don't hear from anybody so <laughs> as it is uh i do get a little bit of feedback on the podcast here and there yeah you know from people that i know but uh hopefully it does help somebody yeah yeah i hope so uh, if yeah. anything it's just fucking like you know um help you know set up my fucking biography <laughs> so like you know there it is you have a vocal account re- uh, re- uh, account of my life you know from yeah. me you know because i don't know if anyone would ever really <laughs> want to write about my fucking life but my sister you know would tell like who would recount some of my antics to like her oh other asian acting friends all want to fucking play my life oh my god <laughs> wow you know <laughs> You know, I, I I imagine that like you know, um, you know, my biopic would be a fucking you know, would be fucking especially like those chunks of my life. Oh, would who would be, be the actor? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I I think it would have to be like someone like a, you know, I come from a lineage of like big fucking Asian loud Asian guys. You know, like the you know, I'd be an actor. Bobby Lee's and oh. Eddie Wong's. <laughs> Holy and, smokes. And the fucking, you know, David Cho types. Are uh, all just, you know, big and loud. Big and loud. loud and do stupid shit. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. But anyways. Yeah. So. That was, this was epic. Oh, yeah. thanks, Eric. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. And yeah. uh, thanks for listening. Work, we need to work on a sign, uh, a sign out sometime. Yeah. But thanks for listening. That's all I got to say is that if anyone made it this far, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it. thanks, and uh, yeah. let, let us know what you think. Um, Please let us know what you think. Gosh, I like I said, I hear very little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I have a feeling that now that I say this at the end of this podcast, most haven't gotten to the, this far back yet. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they're going to hear this and be like, for the first time, maybe like in three weeks, they're going to go, "Yeah, I finally listen to the end of that." <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh, now I get the feedback. I see." You can, that's, <laughs> well, we do need some more guests. We need to. We one of these we'll days, figure we, it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah but you know, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, like, you know, you know, just do it as it comes. All right, all right, guys. All right, peace. Thank you.